episode 309 mike goldstein take one never done that before never announced that it was take one or who it was when i was showing that that was the first time i did it for you i did it for you mike goldstein the <laughs> mike goldstein the real deal thank you sir thank it, you thank you in in that the little jingle part i just did it it made me think of like the old like Saturday morning cartoons, like when they're like, after these messages, we'll be right back. Where there's like the claymation dog and the fire hydrant. I think I think I know what you're talking about. I, I you're showing your age there a bit, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Just a little, just a little bit. Next, you're gonna tell me about like the the go to the snack cart thing at the movie theater that they used to have with like the dance yeah. and popcorn. Let's and, all go to the yeah. I I don't know. Um, have you have you been on other podcasts before? Have you done a lot of stuff like that? Um, the last one I did was some some young kid who kept bugging me about it and bugging me about it and bugging me about it. Like on Twitter, yeah. he's like, "Oh, come on, do my." I'm like, "I'm like, hey, when I got a free moment, and I'm just like, uh," because he's like, he was like a real, real, real like young kid, right? Uh, and, yeah. Uh, I, I've, eventually, I've been a part of things like that too. Yeah, and then eventually, I was like, "All right, I'll I'll, I'll do the kids." podcast and then it was with like some other wrestler too and the other guy just kept talking and he just mm. kept asking me about like wwe stuff like never like a personal question <laughs> he's like oh what do you think about like roman reigns title reign and stuff and i'm like oh it's cool you know it's like <laughs> I, I i do think there's a there's a, a chunk a large chunk of people who just see that wrestling happens to be in your profile picture and you happen to be a wrestler then they go oh yeah you must want to talk to me about the the stuff that i watch on tv and i like and i don't want to actually find out who you are or anything about you we're just going to talk about what i've decided we're talking about yeah he didn't really have like much of a format or anything but i'm like whatever he's a young kitty i think it's because he watched um he was a gts fan mm, okay right yeah, I appeared on. yeah because the other guy was a gts wrestler who was like on the podcast i didn't even know he was going to be there and they were like already talking and then i just uh -huh. hop in and i'm like well i guess i'm here now too but before it, that, that, the that only other, what's up? I know they have a fan base, like a pretty big, solid following on on social media. Yeah. But how like weird is it? Is it like just kids? Is it like no? There's like adults, uh, like people like who even, are actually going to interact with you and like care about what you're saying or doing. Yeah, because like believe it or not, I ran into a guy in my hometown who recognized me from the show, and he'd been watching it, like him and his wife. Mm -hmm. So and but yeah i think it is just like a lot of like young kids who watch it mm. but you know he that's the that was that was the main reason he had me there it's it's surprising then that if uh he knew you from that and he watched you on that that he wouldn't ask you specific questions about yourself it, yeah that's what i was like prepared for to like kind of give a <laughs> semi kayfabe interview about that choice and i snapped him in half and i said <laughs> no toys in this show yeah <laughs> but thankfully that other wrestler was there to like tank most of that interview and then it was, <laughs> I, I i literally remember nothing about it because i just sat there silently the majority of it but besides that kid i did like noah who hands podcast a bunch okay. of times yeah 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 like okay. i think i was only like at least i know I did, he, he interviewed me once and then i was on it because he did games on the mm -hmm. show right it, yeah that was back when he would do it like in the different podcast. 
Yeah, when he would do it like in different like comic book stores and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that awesome. era. So, uh, there's got to be tons of people who just come up to you and just ask you questions. What is the most like frequently asked questions from like uh, just a pedestrian, just somebody who's like peripherally a fan of wrestling? What is like the the most commonly asked question? Because like people have probably always got to come up to you and be like, "You've got to have advice for me. You're big, and I want to be big like you're big. Just tell me everything. Tell you did all the work. You know all the secrets. You tell me what those are, and I'll be better without doing any of the work for myself." <laughs> Like when, like when a fan finds, like someone, someone just finds out I'm a wrestler. You mean, and like, what's their first right. question? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess like the obvious, like, oh, like, is it like how scripted is it, or how, you know, like, oh, does that really hurt? Like, that's the generic one. Right. But then it's always like, oh, how can I get into it? Like, get into the business of or be a wrestler. You know what I mean? We'd be like, well, you got to know somebody. And we're like, well, now I know you. Yeah. You met me five I'm minutes ago. Well, usually I'm just like, hey, kid, do you like enjoy watching this? Like, it genuinely brings you some happiness. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, then just, just stay on that side of the guardrail. Like, just continue yeah, doing trust that. Trust me. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you won't be like, man, I hate this now. <laughs> like, why did I do I used to enjoy glory this. Glory goes to away. Happy. The glory fades quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, literally, some kid I met at a, um, at like a retro video game store, uh, Hidden Level Games in Wyland, New Jersey, because, um, Tim, the guy who does music for cosplay wrestling, and he films. You know that kid? Mm-hmm. It's like, a he, most brother. No, no, well, no, he does that too. But there's another okay. kid who who will film. He's got like really long hair. I don't know if you ever even spoke okay, to the word. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He, him, and I don't know if you remember a worker by the name of Problem Child. Remember him from way back in? Of course, I remember. Yeah, Tony. Tony, yeah, the book, the course, two of them were the two, there's, the there's, two of them. There's not a, there's not a day goes by that I don't remember Problem Child. <laughs> oh, I, that's good. I, 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 I've always, I've always really enjoyed being around him. He's got an, he's got an energy unlike anybody else. He has got a real passion for, for entertainment. And I love it. Nice. Nice. You should, you should, you should have him on here at some point. He, he'd make a good interview, but, uh, he, him I and will. Tim, him and Tim both work at a, uh, like a retro video game store called Hidden Level Games. Right. So big shout out to them. And uh, I met a kid there. It was like the day after Edge showed up on AEW. Mm-hmm. It, was that, it was that Monday. And this kid had like a Edge shirt on. And I'm like, oh, someone wearing like wrestling merch in public. You don't see that every day because you really don't. Right. You don't. <laughs> like so, yeah. someone outwardly expressing that they actually like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like, can, can you even remember the last time you were out in public and you saw someone wearing <laughs> wrestling merch? me Honestly, like think no think real hard because I, I sell this to people all the time i was like when was the last time you saw someone out in public wearing wrestling merch and they like have to really think i saw this really cool uh looking handsome guy uh wearing a uh, nwo shirt recently it, and it's always and, attitude uh, era stuff when they and, think about and it it was in the mirror it was me i was the uh, one <laughs> 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 no, I did not. I have not seen too many yeah. wrestling shirts. You're almost going to prove my point because usually when I tell people that, I'm like, every time I see somebody, it's very rare. And it's always mm. Attitude Era stuff. Right. It's never like the modern stuff. Because <laughs> that was when wrestling had millions of viewers and yeah. everybody was watching it and everybody was hooked and no one's hooked anymore. Yeah. Well, also, the merch was like, you could like wear it in public and not. Right. It was kind of embarrassed. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm, to backtrack, so I saw the kid in the store with an Edge rated R shirt 
thing, right? And it was that Monday after he showed up. And I was like, hey, kid, cool shirt. And he was like, oh, wrestling fan. And then I was like, he's not going to do anything for that company, though. You know that, right? And he was like, deflated. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I was like, I'm kidding, dude. And I'll be sparked up about wrestling and told him about, I told him about like myself and whatever. And then, of course, he was like, oh, like, he's like, how can I get into it? He's like, I, I would just want to be nothing more than like a jobber. I don't want to be like the champ. He's like, I just want to be the guy who like comes in and get punched once and that's it. And I was like, I don't know if there's a real, there's a real longevity in that. Yeah. That's all he wanted. That's literally all the kid wanted. He was like, I would just love to be that guy who gets like in the ring and it's one move and done. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess you'd have to get trained and stuff, but you know, that'd be, I guess, pretty easy to get that spot. If that's all you wanted, if you went up to him and said, Hey, can I just be the guy who gets beat up in one move? Cause who wants, <laughs> like, who really wants to be that guy right now? You know? <laughs> yeah. I would be like, what's your purpose what are your yeah. goals you just, just like, one move and done guy he just wants to <laughs> you spread butter pretty much what is my purpose yeah it's... <laughs> but he was a good kid but that was like like i said like everybody's like oh, how, how how can i get in you know what i mean like well i think you know what thinking about like when i was really young and i wanted to get into it thinking about like what what i think short term but i thought like it would be great if i could just do this like i think mm -hmm. even i want i remember being like if i could get in a ring and run the ropes i'd yeah. be happy like I, I didn't even think i was gonna be a wrestler i was like i just got to get in the ring i want to run the ropes and see what that feels like mm -hmm. and once i did it i was like all right i gotta see what everything else feels like all right i gotta see what being on a show feels like i gotta see what interacting with an audience feels like that's all all like like you might think that you'd be happy to just do that, but like once, like once, once you scratch that itch, you, the the itch gets bigger. Yeah. You know? yeah, you want yeah, like just having a match isn't enough. Then you want to have like uh, you know three way match, a four way match. I want to do a cage match, a ladder match. Like I want to go through oh, a table. It, I want to put a guy through a table. You know. When wanna... when it comes to advice though, like the the advice you're giving somebody is really just like your scope of it. Like, so like you're like, there's no guarantee that you not specifically you, the general you it mm -hmm. is going to have the same desires. I have like, is going to have the same goals that I have. Like if, if anybody were to ask me for advice or how to get into the wrestling business or like mimic my, my road, my journey, I'm like, what, you want to know how to break into the wrestling business in 2001? You want to know what that's like? It's not, it's not, it's not the same. Like, I, yeah. and, and you're also not me. Like, yeah. there was a, a whole other part of it. Like, dude, you were 17 when you broke in. Like, that's, a, that's work you've been doing for like 10, 12 years. How long you've been at it for? Uh, I started in, when I was 15 in 2007. Okay. I met you when you were 17. Right. I think you met you met me at 16 because I had okay. my first match. I started training in 07, and then I had like my match almost a year later. Where mm -hmm. I, and that was when I met you for the first time. And we kind of like worked out in the ring a little bit. I don't know if mm -hmm. you remember that, like beforehand. Uh, yes, and I and I taught I taught you of the wonders of conditioner. Yeah. Well, no, you told me something, and I've told it to many other kids since then. You were like, because remember I, I had like a black singlet and like black mm -hmm. knee pads, black boots, and and uh, electrical tape on my wrist, which was the style at the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but 
which what, I don't know where that ever tell was. You? Um, you said, because you were like, you told me about my gear, mm-hmm. right? And you were like, what you wear when you wrestle, like if you were to walk into like the local mall or like the local Wawa or a, a Walmart or a Target wearing it, would it turn any heads? Would people be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I said that. What? Yeah, you, some something along those lines. You were like, "Would it if you were to wear it in public? Would it really like? Would people notice you and be like, oh, what's this guy? Like, what? Like, let me go talk to him. He looks interesting.' You know what I mean? Um, I'm a, I, I, that's some pretty wise sage advice, I'd say. Yeah, because I remember uh, not you really were advice, but it's like uh, input. I no, guess no, but it's correct. You were absolutely 100 percent correct. Like, because mm-hmm. all I had on was just a black wrestling, like plain black wrestling singlet, black knee pads, black boots, black wrist tape. Like mm-hmm. no character, just guy who wrestles. Like, you know, I'm not even like an amateur wrestler, so like I'm wearing a like that's just what I had at the time. Was it 2007? You said it was either late 07 or early 08, and you because okay. I, I remember you were wearing the um the uh, White Castle trunks that you used to wear. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. This. Yeah. I I think I think I think around that time, and I probably started grasping at way more later. And I think that it's you know it's still something I'm 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 trying to work on is trying to understand like if I wasn't me, would I line up and pay money to yes. watch me perform? Absolutely. And that's something I started kind of trying to grasp a little bit more of back then. And I think mm-hmm. like as far as like gear goes, like I would go to too many shows and see too many people wearing the same kind of gear. Or yeah. seeing other people have gear that friends of mine had. And I was like, I don't want to ever show up to a show and see somebody with the same exact gear as me. Like, I want to yeah. make sure what Absolutely. I wear is unique to me and it stands out as something that can give these fans something to remember me by. Mm-hmm. And this Absolutely. experience by. <clears throat> yeah, 100% agree with you. Like, everybody's just wearing, like, black, mainly all black. And it's just first name, last name, wrestler. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, if I see you once, I'm like, I've seen you like a million times at that point. Right. You know? And what, what what distinguishes you from somebody else if if you're all wearing the same kind of stuff? And like, yeah. and I also, I mean, I, I've probably said this to you before, and I've said it on here a bunch of times. There's There's people in that audience who've probably never been to wrestling before. And they already have their pre their preconceived idea of what the wrestling business is, and you're you're lowering the standard for them. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, I was right. Uh, wrestling, rest, pro wrestling. Oh, I went to this pro wrestling once, this pro wrestling event, and these guys were Meh, sissy sissy girl slap fight. <laughs> like it's 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 like, be proud, be proud to be a pro wrestler and represent the business like the people who represented the business when you fell in love with it. Yeah. And that's, that's like what I told kids about that with the gear. I'm like, when you were a kid and they're like, whenever you officially decided to do this, like, was that how you thought you were going to look? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, no, I I had no, like, I mean, I understand like maybe like you just didn't have the money at the time. So maybe you just got like some pre-made gear from somewhere. Right. Which that's, that's fine. We, we all had our each we all had our e lucha high spots days yeah i still i mean i still technically wear that but i mean okay. on me like, you know, like <laughs> like on me because i'm like this big hairy like kind of almost 80s style wrestler right. look yeah no, n- nobody at a show is like you like no nobody yeah. else on a show 
has the the presentation that you have so regardless of what you're wearing it's still it's on you yeah. and you're like a, a big hairy gorilla yeah <laughs> basically like i don't know i just thought guys i'm like that's money that's all i understand it's just money it's not like if you're like oh like i can't like it's really hard for me to get in shape and look like a like you know like a wrestler mm-hmm. i understand like maybe genetics plays a factor i get that you know right. you can't make someone taller you know i'm not I would never say, "Hey, man, you need to get on a quick cycle." You know, I would never say that. But it's, but at least like have some you would, gear. You would hint at it. You would be like, "You need no. to gain weight. Yeah. You need to get bigger." That I had a, <laughs> I had an agent once tell me that. Yeah, it was like I knew what they were getting at. Yeah, and I was like, they'll never yeah. say the, they'll never directly say it to you. From what I've been told, right? I, I'm a. I'm too young for that. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to screw my body up. Right. I mean, I think at the time I was probably 22. I don't know. I I mean, but that's the age when everybody does it, I guess. Right. That's the age when everybody gets on stuff. I like, I've never really looked into it, you know, like I was well, I at mean, least like kind of blessed with size, you know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah, I'm not it's like, really not something. It's not really something that that's like in the front of your mind to do. Like you already have what other people get on that stuff to get. Yeah, like I don't. I don't need to go on human growth hormone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, so. I, mean <clears throat> I I won't um I won't like vilify testosterone at all. I think mm-hmm. um you know especially especially when we get to a certain age. And we get to a certain age, we our body stops naturally producing testosterone, and yeah. it's not it's not a bad thing to no no, to, no. you just can't abuse it enhance your performances. Yeah, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. The abuse, you know, because like when I was when I first got into this, I was like, man, I don't ever want to get into that because like you'd see what happened like Eddie Guerrero and a lot of other guys like uh, who else had like a kind of steroid esque problem. Uh, I know there's Jim, so many, but Ultimate huh? Warrior, Jim, yeah, the Ultimate Warrior, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like mainly like Eddie Guerrero's when he died, how it was so sudden because I'm assuming like wasn't didn't they say like when he did the autopsy for him, like his heart was like gigantic, his heart was like so huge from like the human growth hormone. I I hadn't I had don't quote me any, on that. I, yeah, I hadn't but, done any <laughs> any uh, diving into uh, uh, pre death autopsy facts about or post-death autopsy facts on eddie guerrero <laughs> yeah that's just something like, well i mean hgh like that'll make like, your hands and feet get bigger like everything about you gets bigger so your heart gets bigger and you have to pump more blood into it and that's what like kills you you know what i mean so. <laughs> do you think how misleading it would be when they go like oh you know what they say about guys with big hands and they're like yeah, but you you still got a little the same size pecker. Your pecker is the same exact size. <laughs> <laughs> like your hands have grown, but nah, not everything. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, <clears throat> what have you been watching, man? What's your what's your recent what's your recent content that you've been consuming? Something I've been watching, jeez. Like I mean, I don't even own a TV. To be honest with you, you don't I, even own a TV. I I don't have a TV. Like I have this laptop that is a piece of crap that I only turn on every once in a while, and mm-hmm. it needs to update. You know, so um, 
So do you, like, you just read comic books? I haven't read a comic book in so long, to be honest with you either. Dude, you're like, such a nerd. How do you not I, watch stuff? I know. It's, not- it's, a, it's a shame because I run a show about pop culture characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know like, cause here's, here's how, cause people, you know, it's funny. If you, I mean, if you want to just transition to talking about cosplay wrestling, cause I'm assuming you wanted to bring that up. I, I, it, it, if it comes up cool, whatever, but yeah. I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't interested in the agenda to get there. No. Okay. Sure. I'm assuming, yeah. It, well, cause some people will pitch me characters to play uh-huh. and I'm like, who the hell is that? And they're like, Oh dude, it's this popular show. And I'm like, if it's so popular, how come is it popped up on my, my right. feet somewhere like right. you know what i mean it's like i don't i don't have tiktok i don't mess with tiktok i don't give it there's, there's i have enough shorts reels whatever you want to call them on facebook instagram mm-hmm. and twitter well not twitter doesn't have it but instagram and facebook right so mm-hmm. when someone sends me a tiktok link i'm like i don't have that it's not going to show up I'm like but it's mm-hmm. so funny and i'm like well if it's so funny it'll leave tiktok and i'll find it on facebook or instagram <laughs> is my reply okay it'll leave its containment center and it'll show up there it's like I'm not gonna see that in the theaters. I'll just wait till it comes out on video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm so, to what is the most like the most commonly pitched characters that people do? And like, actually, I want to I want to know like the delusions if if these are people who could actually pull off the characters that they're trying to no, pitch to you. Like sometimes they'll get pitched for like a mainstream character that I would love to have on the show, but like the person doesn't look like it. Like it'll be like a five foot tall, like pudgy beer belly guy. He's like, I want to be a Power Ranger. And I'm like, okay, like you don't really look like one. Even if you had the costume and it was like perfect, like I'm sorry, it wouldn't. And like, can you work like one? Like, you know, like I'm willing to book. I think anybody could go like this with their hands and. Yeah, like you have like some kind of martial art, like, but then you have like this guy hanging out. Like, isn't that yeah. like everything the Power Rangers ever did? I didn't I didn't like Power Rangers, but I feel like every time you'd watch them, they would be like, listen, we're gonna do this, and this yeah. is how this is how the world's gonna go. Yeah, like, they have to shake their heads so you know which one is talking because they're in a helmet, right, so you don't yeah. know which one is talking. Yeah, I've never never liked Power Rangers. But but I actually did I actually did voice uh Power Rangers animated cartoon. Uh did you? <laughs> for uh I did the, I did Tommy for my friends like uh University of was the Art Institute of Philadelphia, I think, for like his uh, final project that he did. Oh, that's cool. I thought I was like, I thought you said like, yeah, I did like some official Power Rangers things. Like, oh, no, no, like no. It, was just, it was just a friend's project. <laughs> for yeah, I don't really like this crap, but I'll take the picture. But it looks Thanks. professional. It looks good. Yeah. It looks legit. Okay. But like, yeah, like, yeah, I auditioned for the, like, yeah, I auditioned for the live action movie that came out a few years ago. I didn't get it. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't really, you know. I, I auditioned. I auditioned for the movie Holes when I was seventeen, the Shia LaBeouf movie. Oh, did you? Oh yeah. For what character? Wish... Guy, guy who digs hole in the background, or like <laughs> guy who character? digs hole in the background? <laughs> no, the, the 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 kid, um, the kid who was also in waiting, who was like doing whippets. I never in, saw that in, movie. I know the movie you're talking oh, about, but I never saw it. Uh, okay. Because so, it had Dan Cook in it, and I'm like, this can't be funny. It has Dan Cook in it. <laughs> you're a Dan Cook hater. He was funny, and then he just yeah. became the same joke. When you're comedy, when you when you when you become the same joke guy, is when I give up on you. Like Kevin Hart was pretty funny, then he became same joke guy. I'm like, I get it. You're short, and you you think you're a bitch. Like you're like the like I get it. <laughs> like when you're this like because that is that not his whole shtick? 
is that he's short and then he's yeah. a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was it was the underlining theme of many of his specials. Yeah, and I'm like, I've seen this. Like, uh, what was it? The like, one like, was I don't, called, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know man. if like in comedy they have a term like spot monkey. Like, oh, you all you do is flips. It's like, well, all you do is the same joke. I don't know if they have. Yeah, I, I think it is. It's pretty one dimensional. Yeah, I guess. Like yeah. with a wrestler who'd be one dimensional, or like they're they're really they don't really have uh, layers to their. Yeah. There's no nuance. It's like we're gonna wind up getting kind of the exact same churned out stuff. I I didn't ever. I think I think maybe I I I put Dane Cook up on a pedestal because he was like a big inspiration to me. At, mm. at the at like a very, he was like, funny he was right, funny at a very pivotal time like I'm, I'm a huge fan of like i'm a huge fan of like comedy documentaries and uh his his documentary show that was on on uh hbo called torgasm was something i was like a huge fan of and uh i i i think i also i i discovered gary goleman through that so if you don't know who gary goleman is um he's got a new book out He's a he's a really funny comedian and he's got a new special on Netflix called The Great Depression. So if you wanted to check out Gary okay. Goldman, he's a hilarious dude. Okay, I'll take that recommendation. If I a buddy of mine has Netflix, so I'll use his. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, don't, I I have no streaming services, like nothing, dude. Like, when when you asked me for content, I was like, oh, geez, that's a hard question. <laughs> like, so so you you just like watch Facebook Reels? as your entertainment not really but because i try not to get into that like because that that's such a problem these days like you just start watching them and it's so easy mm -hmm. it just like it just destroys your attention span mm -hmm. like it, is, it has wrecked havoc on like the attention span of like younger kids and i'm like i and i'm like all right i gotta it stop this is time stuck yeah. yeah super time's up yeah well that's the point of it to keep your attention like mm -hmm. That's well, I want. mean, then you're not going to be then you're not going to be worried and scared about how fleeting life is. <laughs> That's true. That's and, very true. And, and like you're just going to go to work, make the money that you got to make to pay the bills that you got to pay and be a consumer just like everybody else. Yep. Just so you can I've just depressed screen. myself. I just got really <laughs> depressed. No. I mean, you, you need to look just at a couple of reels real quick. I'm just a cog in the wheel. <laughs> a, a cog in the reel. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, you might you must do good humor in front of millennial audiences because it's just nothing but self-deprecation. Is that all yeah, it's all you gotta do like no, that? No, I mean I, I I really I have not I don't really do self-deprecating stuff too much because I feel like I feel like I want to not make people feel like it's okay to talk to me the about me the way i talk to me about me if if i don't if i talk bad about myself i'm giving them permission to talk bad about me to me which i don't want and i i i i i'm worthy of respect and uh if somebody somebody who i don't know and isn't worthy of respect just off of first impressions is gonna come and disrespect me it's 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 not gonna fly like i just it doesn't make any sense like it's not no, I intelligent. Uh, it, I'd I'd rather I'd rather do jokes that were smart and funny and silly than jokes that were like directed at me. Like, oh, yeah. I'm an idiot, and then people go, oh yeah, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> but I just say like that's like all like millennial humor is is just self deprecating like you know right. uh, like a. Like, yeah, I woke up this morning and saw the trash guy take out the trash and he forgot me. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's the, that's, that's the basis of it, you know? And then I said to the trash guy, take my wife, please. <laughs> I mean life. <laughs> it's over. It's over with me, Corey. It's over with me. You got good that's as long as you pop the boys nothing else matters yeah right it's like i'm assuming stand-up comedy does a. it's like yeah i'm just trying to make the guys in the back laugh not the actual people who paid to see us i'm assuming that's the same thing over you there know, too. it's it's, it's kind of scary when you hear the other comics laugh because you watch them laugh at other people like you sit next to them as they're laughing at how not over somebody is <laughs> and how much <laughs> like somebody's just a, a well, parody of themselves <laughs> Well, that's, you know, I, like, I can be wrestling too. You're behind the curtain watching a bad yeah. match and you're like, oh exactly. man, this is so entertaining. <laughs> like, cause, cause I have to, to like when, when I'm at GTS, right. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen an episode of that show by any chance. So you, I, no, I've just, no. I've, I've seen uh, stuff that Tarzan posts. Okay. Um, that, oh, that, what a guy. And I don't really see much. <laughs> what do you say? What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Have you like met him before, or you just see like? Oh yeah, him? oh yeah. I I, okay. I mean I I knew him back when he was the Jersey Kid. He wrestled as the Jersey Kid back in the day. So I'm gonna say he was he was also young. Like like when I met you and you were young, he was also. Yeah. I met oh, him. Okay. He was he was like 17 or something, 17, 18, and he was. Funny story about that. <laughs> I went. I went. Um. Nick Burke asked me to be his wingman on a date once and, okay. <laughs> and I went with him and the girl was asking me if I knew this kid, Randy. And then I was like, I don't, I don't think I know him. And then she, then she was like, he wrestles as the Jersey kid. And I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Nick Burke went on a date with Jersey kid, Tarzan, Tarzan Duran's teacher. Okay. <laughs> what a small small what, world kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> what was I going on? So when it's, I'm when I'm there at GTS, mm -hmm. right? And you're not wrestling in the ring, you're standing around the ring as kind of like an audience. Okay. And you have to like react to what you're seeing. He's like, as long as like you, you just can't stand there like this looking bored, you have to be like, Yeah, go, whatever. Like and mm -hmm. so most of the time I'm just like in kayfabe, I'm just gonna like just shit on the guys in the ring. Cause I'm mm -hmm. usually here there anyway. And it was funny cause it was a match with Tarzan and this kid mm -hmm. called a uh, E money Millie. I don't know if you ever heard of this kid before. Oh, sounds, green sounds so original. That sounds <laughs> like the most generic jobby name there is. It's yeah, my, my um, only, my only, my greatest <laughs> desire is to just come out and lose matches. Yeah. <laughs> you just punch me in my face and pin me. And that's it. That's the same kid, right? This is the same kid you talked about how you met. No, 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 no. Like the two of them just have like, go ahead, go ahead. The two of like just having fun. Tarzan and this kid E money just yeah. kept going on and on and on. And it wasn't bad, but it got yeah. to the point where I'm so bored. I'm like, I'm just going to start making fun of this like <laughs> to, to entertain myself. Cause yeah. if I have to react, I might as well just like have fun with it. Like, they just kept kicking out of everything 
like super mega indie Japanese style, whatever. Mm. And like Oppenheimer, I believe I said that right, just came out that movie, okay. right? <laughs> Oppenheimer, however we say it. The Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. About the like, A-bomb. yeah. Right. They, they like kicked out of stuff. And I was like, this match is longer than Oppenheimer. And the two of them are going to have to use tactical nukes to actually defeat each other. And like everybody started <laughs> laughing, popping, like, <laughs> like, and, and they're and like Grimm's behind the because he does commentary when he films and he's like, oh, Mike Goldstein, he's the um, he's the uh, Bobby Heenan of GTS right now. Like, just, oh yeah, that's a total yeah. Bobby Bobby Heenan thing to say. Yeah, because I'm like, if I have to sit here and watch these guys kick out of everything a hundred times, I'm like, I'm at least trying to have some fun with it. <laughs> You know, that's a whole other a whole other channel of content would be doing alternative commentary tracks to GTS matches. Yeah, you could. Like, I think there's some guy out there who like does like his whole channel is just called GTS Reacts. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you, you, like they're just just taking the clip and just reacting to it. I've never watched one, but I see it come up in like my recommended stuff. Oh, they, they that's a real thing. Yeah. I, so, oh, I don't know man, if it's like as funny as like what I just said. Like, yeah, yeah. Like comedy, comedy reacts would be the best. Like, right. if you're just trying to roast whoever's in the ring, like you just are going low on whatever the most offensive thing is. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, like, because in my character, I make fun of a lot of these guys anyway. I'm like, oh, you're all a bunch of kick pad wearing, thigh slapping, vanilla midget video game playing nerds and i'm the only real guy wrestler here you know so like when i do that at least it's in like kayfabe like this one kid will do like that that sling blade move you know what i'm talking about the sling the, blade the, thing the clothesline the thing where, like it's like it's like they, they go they they go around the left arm and do like a cross a yeah. crucifixy sort of Reverse right, like it's like you clothesline and then like you end up clotheslining him with this one because you turned it's around so the whole dumb. circle. I, I, I've never well, liked that. <laughs> I've never liked well, that. Anyway, and, this, and, and, this... and the fact is, like, the person <laughs> taking it goes, hmm, like they always come into it like lazily throwing their left arm up. Nobody ever starts any move with throwing their <laughs> left arm up, it makes it all look dumb. Yeah, but it's cool because you flipped around the guy and then you, yeah, the other guy because it's flippy. <laughs> because it's flippy. Well, it, it's it adds a it's spinning, tinge of excitement. Yeah, tinge. But this kid, uh, this, little, this kid called Isaac Scythe does it a lot. Mm. And like every time he does it, I yell. And I'm like, oh, that that sling blade's looking kind of dull, kid. Mm. <laughs> yeah, strapping up that sling blade, buddy. <laughs> or like. <laughs> Like he also likes to do that elbow thing that Will Osprey does, where he like elbows the guy in the back of the head. You know what I'm talking about? Is that like the thing that they do in the Blackpool Combat Club? That, that I don't know. The guys like he like the like guy sit down and he, and he just like elbows him in the back of the head and like is it just one elbow? Or are you talking yeah, about the thing was, that Daniel Bryan does, where it's like multiple? No, 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 no. Like you just no. like come from behind the guy and just I guess elbow him or whatever. No, I don't know. I don't know right. that. Well, that kid also does it, and I'm like, he'll do it. And I'm like, oh man, Will Osprey's rolling over in his grave right now, and everybody's <laughs> like, but he's still alive. And I'm like, well, he's dead after seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> he wish like he was dead. Yeah, like <laughs> someone will do like a Michinoku driver. I'm like, oh, Taka Michinoku's rolling over in his grave, and I'm like. He's still alive, Goldstein. And I'm like, no, he's going to be dead after watching that because he's going to have a stroke. What are you like, talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So, so you do you, since you're not since you don't have a TV, are you not consuming any of the wrestling content that like the pro wrestling TV product as far as like WWE and AEW? Like, I haven't watched a full episode of any of those shows. Like, actually, the last, the only full episode of anything AEW's ever done I've ever seen was when I went to go see Rampage live in uh, Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. They had like a Rampage taping, and like I got dragged there because my friend was trying to like date this girl, and I knew she liked wrestling because she like trained a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't know if you remember her name was like Mia. Remember I wrestled at the library show, the really tiny girl. Mm. The very first time I did that show at the library, you were there. I, I, it, it's familiar. I remember. I remember all, right. all of. I all. I remember all of the details in it. I remember the library. I remember that you wrestled a girl, but I don't mm-hmm. remember anything well, about specifically well, that, that individual. It was girl. that girl. It was that girl. Okay. Yeah, and uh, my friend John was trying to date her, and I was like, "She likes AEW. Why don't you buy her tickets to that show and take her?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, cool. You're gonna come with me, right?" <laughs> I'm like, uh, why? I don't, don't want to. Thir- well, I don't want to third wheel your date to this wrestling promotion that I don't really care too much for. Yeah, that's like, hey, feel like being a third wheel? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, but I, yeah, I ended up going, and then um, Ivy, the girl who like I tagged with and managed, uh-huh. she came and she brought her uh-huh. friend. So okay. we just like what fifth wheeled that, like three, four, five wheeled yeah. that, and yeah, uh, I, that was I, the I only think... time I've seen. A full episode of anything AEW's ever done. Like I think I think it might be fun content to Mystery Science Theater three thousand some AEW wrestling. Yeah. That's because <laughs> that like was once again, I'm like, I, I'm sitting like because here here's the thing. I never watched much of it. Like I just kept up with through it through highlights and and gifs mm-hmm. and people's podcast reviews of stuff happening. Because that's all you really need. Like, dude, I can't sit. Like, there's too much. You might as well just watch it through highlights and yeah. people talking about it. Like, you don't need to see it. I've seen enough wrestling, and so have you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I need to watch the show? You know? Yeah, it just makes me less enchanted. <laughs> like, yeah. it, just, it just pulls the magic out uh, yeah. more and more as the more I watch it because it's like, it's already, it's already like wrestling. Wrestling is in the mainstream kind of a laughing stock. And yeah. AEW is doing nothing to change that. Yeah. And uh, that's... Well, I mean, it's, for- it's very obvious what that promotion is now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's funny how it's been around for four years, but it feels like it's been around for like 10 years. Uh, yeah. Doesn't it feel like it, that? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does feel like it's been around for 10 years. And like you're not... Like- you're not in the friends group. You're not in the cool clip. Yeah. Well, not- that's, that's kind of all what wrestling's become now. That's yeah. why like... Yeah, I don't but get it seems mad like, when like, like I don't get booked. Mainlined it. Yeah, like like when you but people I tell people I told some people recently, I'm like, you're not getting booked because you're not good. It's just you know, you're just not friends with the guy who runs it. Because nobody like anybody who actually has like a business mind look would look at wrestling and be like, I'm not putting my money into this. Mm. Like, yeah. Could could you imagine if you just had the money right now, Corey Castle? Like you just had the disposable income and you're uh-huh. like, Oh, I have all this money. It's like would you honestly just start a wrestling show? Even no, if it's a little would, indie, like I would why? not, because you know, yeah, you know, because it's, it's not, not a money back. maker. It's not making anybody any money. Yeah, the only person making money is Vince McMahon. Not even I, people I, work I for him. Like, is... <laughs> I would really like to be able to like create a territory and like have homegrown people and like have people yeah. like fans come and make it a draw and like actually make money off of wrestling. 
That's something That's I really I, I, I always kind of wanted to do. And I wanted yeah. to like kind of coach people on like how they can change what their presentation is. And, and uh, you know, the, the wrestling business is, uh, I think it should be treated more like a sport. I think it should be treated more like a sport and a TV show at the same time. Like, so the, the storylines, the storylines are like, are like the, the, the drum dramatic TV shows or the, the comedy TV shows. And the stuff that you watch on Netflix, that people binge, like the, the thing is like people, I think people look down on wrestling fans and look down on pro wrestling by going like, oh, these people think this is actually real. These people are idiots. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, they know that it's, they know what it is. Like yeah. the people who are watching it don't think it's real. They appreciate it and, and, and they want to be, they want to, they want to be played to like art, yeah. like, like a, like a musician. When people go see a musician. They didn't go, oh, they didn't, they're not, they're not coming up with this music on the fly. This is bullshit. <laughs> I, 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 compare it more to like magic shows like mm. you know magic isn't real right. but like i don't know i don't know how he saw that lady in half i can google it obviously but not like most people don't like you know what i mean they still go to magic shows and mm. right. like, <laughs> I, I remember i remember seeing um <clears throat> penn and teller in Atlantic city my dad got like comp tickets to that and like full house mm. i mean i don't know if everybody was comped in there but still like that's more than i've seen in an indie show yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and yeah. like and even penn and teller is telling you their magic isn't real like they, they they do that they they come out there and they they expose the business as they're doing it yeah in a comedic fashion ah, look at this like, look at this trick i'm about to show you let me turn it around and show you the inner workings of it and then yeah. they go still amused and people go yeah yeah <laughs> like don't they even have like a show where you have to like trick them with your trick like they don't know like they had that show where like a, uh, some random magician would come up and do a trick, and then like mm -hmm. Penn and Teller would be like, "Yeah, we know how you did that." They wouldn't say it to the audience, but like they'd go up and like, "Is this how you did it?" And he's like, "Yeah, you got me." But if like they're generally stumped, they're like, "Congratulations, you stumped us. We don't know how you did that trick." Something like that. Penn and Teller's show on H on Showtime. They had a show called Bullshit, and that was a pretty I, fun. It was a long time ago, one. right? That was yeah, like early two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what you, what your goal here is to constantly make me feel like I'm old, and uh, <laughs> it's it's really funny because it's like um, I I've always yeah, come up with still, the, the only different thing about you is the the facial hair. Yeah, because yeah, I, I look I think, the exact think, same as I did uh, ten years ago, probably. You just put on some weight, good weight, not bad weight, right? It's yeah. like because you know it's funny. It was it was bad weight for one second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, I to, I had to get I had to get somewhere else. <laughs> there's there's I, a journey. Yeah, that's true. I think I it's told you this last, the last time I saw you. Correct me if I'm wrong. I told you that I came across a YouTube channel that was just uploading a, like pretty much every CZW show ever, like the full thing. And I was right. watching some of the older ones with like a, with you on them. Did I tell you about right. that? I think you did, but I don't recall uh the the specifics. Well, and I'm I'm watching Young Corey Castle, right, with the C K Y or C K N Y or whatever that tights mm. that 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 era of you, and I'm like, right. wow, man, like if only I could like go into the screen and pull that guy aside and be like, listen, I'm from the future, 
And I got some really interesting news about your career, your wrestling career that's going to blow your you mind. You never make it. You <laughs> never no, make no, it. I, I was, I was hey, young Corey Castle. Young Corey Castle would be like a year old kid out and be like, listen, buddy, you're never going to make it. Just, no, no, just no. Give up now. <laughs> I was going to say, I have some interesting news about your future in wrestling. And you'd be like, oh, do I go to the Fed? Do I go to WrestleMania? <laughs> do I win a championship? And I'm like, no. You get to dress up as Aquaman and wrestle in front of a bunch of nerds. And then I just disappear and leave young <laughs> Core Castle to ponder that. And I'd be like, Aquaman, the guy, the short blonde haired guy. Yeah, he's like, Yeah, I don't have blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> he talks to fish. <laughs> they call him out by his name. They, they should do a mashup of, uh, she talks to angels, but say she talks to fish and put Aquaman behind it. You know that. I mean, that you, can, you can make that go viral stuff. yourself. There you go. Yes. <laughs> you know, you don't know is a big fan of you playing Aquaman, right? Is he? Yeah, he loves Aquaman. It's like his favorite I, I, superhero. I, I didn't know. Yeah, so he's... I think the 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 sad part about it is. Uh, Normally when it's like show day and stuff, I don't get to spend a ton of time with Noah. And that's like such a change for how it used to be. Whenever like Noah and I were in the same place, we'd just kind of be like right near each other the whole time and hanging out. But it's not really the way it is anymore. Because he's 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 super busy with all the other things that he's doing. And I I'm doing what I'm doing. So I, we 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 interact for just minutes at a time at, at those shows. <laughs> well, he 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 plays a pretty important role. He in does. He wrestling. does. I'll, I'll, yeah, because a lot of times I'll call him and I'm like, no, I got this idea. I got the skeleton for an idea. I just want you to make it happen because right. he's a very creative man. I'm like, here's here's the gist of what I need you to get over. You make it happen. <laughs> and then he does it. He does a phenomenal he's job at it. Man. Yeah. He, he he's, he's for sure creative genius. And I, I, I mean, yeah. I'd say... I'd say that about Noah any day of the week, no matter who I'm talking to. I always give Noah super, like super amounts of credit for making me the the comedic mind that I am. I think that I owe, I owe a lot of like uh, doing like kind of getting understanding stand up comedy a little bit more. I owe a little bit of that to Noah. I mean, I don't know, when I say when I even say a little bit of that, I mean probably a good chunk of that to Noah and uh, and how much he he kind of like recognized and took me under his wing uh back in 2008 or something in comedy so yeah, I, yeah i'm grateful all the time for that yeah have you ever seen him do comedy at those conventions i, I have not no i have not watched him <laughs> do comedy at those conventions but yeah. i have been with him um, this is 10 plus years ago i've been with him when he's done comedy at other events like that Okay. Yeah, I've only really seen him do comedy at the conventions. And he kills it every time, dude. He's like, he's so good. Hey, he knows his like, audience. Yeah, he knows his audience. <laughs> he has that's, that's in a the while. That he has that no one, no one can like, he, it's not, it's like almost like, it's like in his nature to know his audience. It's yeah. like, that's like kind of like marinated in with uh, fully cooking the the presentation that is Noah Houlihan. 
like definitely definitely a guy who deserves some kind of break of some kind you know what i mean in something like if you just gave him if someone would give him the ball and something like he'd run with it It, it'll come it'll happen i'm 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 certain of it i'm not i'm not even doubting of it for a second like noah will noah will get his big break and everyone will noah who he is Uh, so what is something that you like in, in any kind of interviews or anything that that you've never been asked that you'd wish that someone had asked you? Dude, I don't, I don't get too many interviews. That's the thing. <laughs> like I, I did that kid and then I did like Noah's thing, which was like really good. I don't remember any much about it because I was so long ago, mm-hmm. you know, when you were drunk, you were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the only way i can face noah is intoxicated right, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um have you practiced in the mirror answering questions uh the one question that... interesting interesting you should ask that question it's a great question i've always wanted to be asked that well then... the one question that like i still is hard for me to answer if someone did ask me like Oh, how'd you come up with cosplay pro wrestling? And I'm like, I don't remember. I don't want to be like, oh, I just thought about it. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. just chalk fly, just print money. This right here, nothing but dollar bills just from here, right out of my mouth. You know what I mean? Well, I think I think a good answer to that would be like I, I'm not I'm let me let me let me give you an answer for next time somebody were to ask you that question. Okay. <laughs> I saw that as being something that should have existed, so I made it exist. Mm. these these fans would like this so why not present it to them yeah i the thing is i, I had an in with a convention and i wasn't doing much in wrestling at the time mm. and i was like i was like oh man what if i could bring wrestling to a convention and i was like ah, they wouldn't like it and then i was like but what if we like dressed up as the, the characters and we were just the characters and not you know first name last name guy versus other first name last name guy you know what i mean and like, yeah, I mean, even it's even funny. when I did the, yeah, even when I did the first show, I was like, oh man, are people going to come to this? Are people going to like this? And it was a huge hit. I, I, you didn't work the very first one, did you? I don't think you did. I don't, I don't think so. No, the first one was at, um, this, this convention that no longer exists anymore called KatoriCon. Okay. Right. It was a real rinky dink small one at, um, I believe it was the Gloucester college. Mm-hmm. Right. And they put us on a theater stage. I don't know if you've ever seen like wrestling rings on theater stages. Like I know it's a very I rare have, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah we were all, like, I this... think NXT did that at um, at like Temple or something. I I can't they... remember where, but okay. I think yeah, they, they put us. They did somewhere in Philly. Yeah, they put us on a theater stage, and like they were about to open the doors, and people just came flooding in and filled it. And I was like, oh my god, people came to see this. I was like, all right. Well, hopefully they, hopefully they like it, you know, because I, I think it was um right when CM Punk walked out on WWE, that mm-hmm. era of like, like wrestling was real dull, and then that happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what year was that? Like, 2013. Twelve, maybe. Yeah, twelve or thirteen. I think it happened in like mm-hmm. late 2012, and then like the mm-hmm. show took that we did was 2013, mm-hmm. and like. 
I'm gonna ask you, do you remember anything in wrestling in like 2012 and 2013? Can you name me one thing that happened? Any company, no. any just no. seeing a punk leaving. <laughs> that was no. it. No, exactly. Man. You know, I think dull. I think what CM Punk did was it, it can't be it can't be denied. What CM Punk did was he let everybody kind of um respect John Cena as a wrestler, and no one had done that. No one, yeah. no one would say, like, oh, John Cena is a good wrestler. And I think CM Punk showed John Cena how to be a good wrestler, and and, and then the world got to see and yeah, appreciate John Cena for the good worker that he is. That's fair. But uh yeah, but like when we did the show, like people like we only did like four matches, it was a little one hour show. Mm-hmm. And like people loved it. And I was like, oh man, this is great. Like, because I remember the main event we had um this one guy dressed up as monkey D. Luffy from One Piece and Problem Child, Tony, dressed mm-hmm. up as one of the Assassin's Creed assassins. I don't know if you've heard of that game. Uh, I've played Assassin's Creed. Okay, so he was um, Connor Kenway, the Native American one. Are you familiar with that one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was the main event. And they're killing it, and everybody's loving the show. And I'm behind the curtain with everybody like, oh my god, this is great. This is going to be the next big thing. We're all going to be able to make money off this and buy houses, and we're going to be ready. (laughs) They love it. So Noah Houlihan, a few weeks before the show, had a genius idea, because he's a genius, as we've both Mm -hmm. talked about. He was like, what if the what if there was a spot where Connor Kenway, the Assassin's Creed character, covers his opponent in hay, a bunch of hay, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the top rope and does like a swanton into it, like in the video games. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Like when yeah, you jump yeah. off the building and you land in the bale uh-huh. of hay. He's like, it's like think of the fall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, think of the yeah. pop. And I was like, Noah Houlihan, that is the greatest goddamn idea I've ever heard. So like I went to i think like a local walmart and they had like you ever seen those little display bales of hay mm-hmm. that you can put on your lawn for like halloween yeah i my my mom has them outside of her house right now right. like real yeah. tiny they're like this big uh-huh. like right like that big so i buy one and i bring it to the show and like right before the show now we're behind a stage you've been behind a stage to the side before it's really dark right, right? And, and i had and, my two friends there and i was like guys uh-huh. like while i'm doing other stuff i'm like guys take this bale of hay I brought like um like shears and I was like just chop it up out of the wiring or whatever or cut the wiring and put it in this this trash bag and because we're gonna use it later and I'm like no problem I got that so show's going on show's going on and it's getting time for that spot right so problem child walks off stage and all the way into the darkness that I haven't seen and grabs that trash bag of hay and he's pulling it towards the ring and I can finally see it it's like overflowing the trash bag <laughs> and I was like that's a lot of hay I didn't think it was that much for a little tiny bale of hay. I don't know. Hey whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Brings it in the ring, dumps it on the guy, goes to the top. People are chanting leap of faith, jumps into it, huge pop. Right. And I'm like, this is the next big thing. This will go viral. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, they finished their match. There was an after thing with Team Rocket. You know, everybody's happy. We're all high five when we did this thing that never really had been done before. And but there's here's the thing, there's hay everywhere. Like the ring canvas, it was big slams 20 by 20 ring. You ever been in that yeah. thing? Or you've ever yeah. been in a 20 by 20? Like there's yeah. hay, you can't see the canvas anymore. It's like on the stage. You had anymore. a 20 by 20 on a stage. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, it was a huge stage. And like that's why bale of hay covered this little tiny compacted thing wow. of hay, chopped up, com- just covered the canvas, uh-huh. and now it's all sleeking on the floor. And we're slipping and slick as there's like a battle royal afterwards. Uh-huh. Right, 
and like show's done we're all like high five and we did it this is great we can't wait to do the next one and the woman uh who ran the whole thing comes up to me and she's like like scared angry have you ever seen something like scared and like mm-hmm. she's like what what's all this hay doing here you can't just have that she's like and I'm like, oh, it's for the stage. Like, no, you, you, like, there's stage lights. It might catch that on fire, or someone might have like an allergy and get sick. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> somebody you'll get somebody will get hay fever. Yeah, like because like the dust, you can see all the dust particles the coming dander, up, and like, yeah, yeah, and like even the room smelled like it. Now this theater mm-hmm. room smelled like it real bad. Okay. So they're like tearing it down, and I grab like a a broom, and I'm like trying to clean it up as fast as possible, right? Right. Um, and then I saw that woman the next day and I was, and she was like, Hey, it's no harm, no foul. And I was like, Hey, I'm sorry about that. I won't let that happen again. <laughs> and then she never brought us back. <laughs> of course <laughs> we lost the venue. Although she, she, she kept beating around the bush. I can talk more openly. I've never, I would always kind of do the politically correct thing and never bash this woman, but she would constantly give me a run around saying like, Oh, we'll just move it to a different place in the college or, you know, Oh, mm-hmm. like, somebody else is using the gymnasium and they, then the con shut down because mm-hmm. it was small and never got any bigger. So, right. Yeah. But you know, that genius Noah Houlihan who came up with he, that. Hey, he, spot, he lost you the building. <laughs> he lost me the building. Like, <laughs> and we never did the spot. We never did the spot again. Do, do does the state get on you too? Like a uh, real hard about like, I know Pennsylvania is real shitty about like needing a doctor and stuff is at the show and like a licensing and, yeah. and That's uh, insurance bad. and all that stuff. I, it's so weird. Like there should be a way to like kind of, kind of like sidestep that a little bit because wasn't it, that what a, that sanctuary dude does in PA? Yeah, but I mean, like he, I, he like removes the bottom rope and calls it a stunt show. Yeah, I mean that's that's deceiving, and I'm I'm not trying to deceive anybody. I'm just saying like this is the, fun. This is yeah. Co- this is cosplay wrestling. Like yeah. we're not doing an athletic display. We're doing this play. <laughs> like yeah. it's well, I just got to change the W to something else. What's the right? Yeah, cosplay. <laughs> the worst play workers. I don't know. <laughs> Sissy boy slap fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like I told you that uh, when we did anime next this past year, I was like, guys, they're not into wrestling. Stop wrestling. <laughs> like they don't want wrestling. They they want characters. You know. Dude, and then we they, went to, they, and they would they pop like a, like an audience, like a wrestling audience would pop. So I mean, um, no, they they it, definitely liked it. They definitely liked right. it. But like then we went to too many games the, the next week, and mm-hmm. they liked the wrestling. So it was yeah, like, oh, it's, it's 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 a weird roll of the dice to find out what those fans like and what they don't. Well, they were also like younger kids. I think they maybe wanted more anime characters, and I should have given them more anime characters. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it was anime next, though, right? Yeah, but we so gave they... them like because remember when we were in Lake City, we we only gave them we gave them like half and half. Mm-hmm. So, are you a fan of anime? Uh i've said this many times about it like there's like 90 percent of it's like not worth watching and then there's like a 10 percent of it you're like no that's all a good story you know what i mean mm-hmm. but, you know i feel like i'm 
maybe maybe it's just like maybe just I've been traumatized too much, but I felt like <laughs> like somehow like anime always has given me like a headache and made me not feel good. Like I, I too like much, too, too much, much flashing, flashing lights. Yeah, yeah. Much, yeah. Like, <laughs> there, like, that's not all of it. That's that's really not all of it, but like, yeah, but I I feel like that that une- when anything is on, I just feel that same unease. Like as soon as mm-hmm. anime is on, I feel that same unease of like, oh man, remember the the remember the headaches I would get when when Beatles the Yellow Submarine would come on. I feel that same unease when anime comes on. Yeah. The only one I think I've watched fully and I've been told this doesn't count, but somehow I've been told it counts too. I've watched Avatar. I've watched that full series, but uh, uh, that's the only like anime that I've actually watched. Because you were in the movie technically? So yes. You, did, you, yes. Is, did you only watch it because you were in the movie or you were about to be in the movie? Like No, 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 no. Um, w- While we were filming the movie, I was, wa- I was watching the series because... Um, okay. I guess the 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 scene that we were doing was uh was I guess the 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 showdown at the Northern Water Tribe which is like I guess the end of the first season of the I show. So. Yeah. And I was curious to see like the build up and why this was happening. And then I started watching it to find that out and then I just then I just got hooked and I wanted to continue watching it so I watched it all the way through the series. Nice. <laughs> but that movie sucked. That movie sucked real bad. I've brought, I've, we've, cause we've done a handful of uh, panels at conventions right. for cosplay wrestling. Right. And I'm like, and like, I'll have, maybe I'll have like a match with you playing on the screen. Uh-huh. And we'll give like, I'm like, hey guys, you want to know an interesting fact about this guy right here? <laughs> he was in the, the Avatar last Airbender movie. And then people were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Audible Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I should really just book you as that character that like just random yeah, water tribe. Northern guy. Water Tribe soldier number nineteen. Yeah, he's really he's really he's he's the name on the show. He was in the movie. <laughs> I'm like, thanks for drawing the house, Corey. Like, <laughs> yeah. I you know what I really I really did think that um I thought that I was gonna get more nerd attention through um through doing that the the Bruce the the fifteen minute. Batman. Oh, that was pretty good. Batman alternative reality mm-hmm. short film, but uh, it 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 happened to come at, like right as COVID hit. Like, oh uh, yeah, so yeah. we missed out on all the like convention scenes and all the because like I would have wanted to like take it to conventions and I would have wanted to like take it to film festivals and stuff like that, but you know, it was it happened right at the time where we were just locked in? Yeah. I think like the whole comic book Marvel buzz is starting to die down. Finally, thank God. Well, <laughs> like, are you? People, no, you're not watching it. No, I was gonna say. Oh, it's good. Like, there's nothing like they got like the, the new Loki show came. Like new season just started of that. Is it good? Like I like yeah. it. I like it. I I love I love like multiverse stuff. Multiverse stuff mm. is fascinating to me. I love like time travel. I love like yeah. trying to roll time i love that idea uh i like that that's a part of sci-fi that i think i have the most fun with i think now time uh, travel can I, be a great plot device but it can also be a lazy writing oh yeah and i mean like what's like when like, they did it in the avengers that last whatever that last avengers movie because mm-hmm. he's like they're trying to think of a way to fix everything and tony stark's just like 
Jarvis invent time travel, and then he does it, and then they just time travel. <laughs> that's, that's pretty lazy. <laughs> yeah, he just like moves a number over on the thing, and he's like, time travel. I got it. Like, all right, cool. Did you see the Flash? The newest one. The yeah. No, all I've seen is the thing of him putting a baby in a microwave for some reason. <laughs> they had like they a, had him put a baby in a microwave. Oh, that, oh yeah, when he was trying to catch the babies falling out of the building. And he's like looking at this baby, he just puts it in a microwave. I'm like, what is this movie? <laughs> well, it's, it wasn't it's like, like he went to like the it wasn't like he went to the break room microwave and stuffed a baby in there. Yeah, he was like, like on the street or something. And it some was like lady screams like, and like a baby and a microwave were both falling from a building at the same time. Okay. And he was putting the baby into the microwave so the baby didn't hit the ground. Oh, is that the context of the clip? I think I don't. I don't because <laughs> like some lady screams as he does it. He's like holding the baby. He's like, yeah, yeah, and he like puts it in the microwave and closes it. And like some lady screams. And I'm like, what is the plot of this movie? And it has like Michael <laughs> Keaton Batman in it for like to really draw the audience. I guess, dude. It's 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 it 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 plays with alternate universes and it plays with time travel. And that's that that that, that, that fascinates me. I love that kind there of. There was stuff. um because wasn't it supposed to be um the Flashpoint story? I think. Because there was a yeah, movie like, called Flashpoint Paradox. It was a cartoon. Like all those DC cartoon movies are really good. The straight to DVD movies. Right. I don't know if you've ever seen any. I haven't seen one in a I, while. I've seen um I've seen Batman Doom and um uh, no, I'm sorry, I saw Superman Doom and okay. um and some other Batman ones. The Batman Batman Beyond the Return of the Joker is was one of my favorite one of those. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, DC can put out like good straight to DVD little cartoon movies. Right. Like there there was the Flash one where like he just does something to mess up the timeline and he wakes up in an alternative universe. Well, he goes to like save his mom or something because he can mm -hmm. just I guess do that. And then like he wakes up in an alternative universe where Bruce Wayne's dad is the is Batman. And he's like drunk evil shooting people Batman <laughs> something and uh like Aquaman and Wonder Woman are about to go to war, like Atlantis and the Amazon. And like, he has to stop that. Cause they're going to like literally blow up everything. Or something Dude, like that. I know, it was pretty good. I know you don't have any streaming services and you don't, you're not watching anything, but uh, do you, are you familiar with what the boys is? Yeah. 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 Have you watched that show? I haven't watched any of it. I heard it's pretty decent too. Like It's really good. It's a, uh, it, yeah, I think you you would enjoy like that. There's the guy; he's like Superman, but he's like kind of evil. Sort yeah, of. Homelander. Homelander, right? Yeah, we got to bring Homelander to cosplay pro wrestling. Yeah, I need so I, like I know one guy who could probably pull it off. The kid who plays yeah. Johnny Cage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want I wanted that same kid to be on. What was on John Cena's character in Suicide Squad with the helmet and? Oh fuck. Peacemaker, uh, peacekeeper, something like peacemaker, that. Peacemaker, yeah. Peacemaker, there you go. Yeah, I was like, it writes itself. He just wrestled like John Cena, and he just wore that costume, and <laughs> people get it. And then, and then every once in a while, you can be invisible, and we can act like we can't see you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just had John Cena Deadpool on a show at the library. People ate it up, and he wrestled CM Pikachu. I'm like, just go out there and mark out, guys. Just have fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty easy sometimes. Like, I don't want to say it's easy because it's still work, but it's like you're yeah. doing 
you're playing a character that everybody here is already sort of familiar with. So yeah. it's not like they got to like invest in you personally. Yeah, You don't have to get yourself over. Right. You're, you're right. already kind of over. Yeah. And they're not wrestling fans. So they're not fickle. Right. Like I, I did the first show we ever did. Someone did like a leapfrog and people popped. Like it was the coolest thing ever. And I was like, I love this. This is great. <laughs> Leapfrogs, they're the most over Be- thing. Because I think when people come to see this show, if they haven't seen it or didn't look it up, they're just like, oh, it's going to be just people who have Goofing costumes and they're, and they're yeah. going to just be like, uh, like shooting, <laughs> but I'm shooting lasers. And then they're like, oh, they actually are like, know what they're doing. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not quite sure how to word what I'm trying to say, but like, like sometimes, sometimes other places put people on who never have been trained. And I don't think that's something that you'll do. There, there is a, a, there is a level of like, all right, we're going to get you trained. You're not going to, you're not going to go in there and just figure it all out. That's not how this works. Yeah. Because you'll embarrass everybody here if you do that. Yeah. Yeah, but what is in 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 twenty twenty three? What is getting trained anymore? You know. And and it's, like when it's, like when when you were when you were ready to have your first match, like like how long did that take you for them to be like, all right, whoever it was who trained you? I know you but, went to the CZW school, right? That was right. You, yeah. And like you were. Yeah. I was trained by John Dahmer and Eddie John, Valentine. And Eddie Valentine. No. Um, no no Zandig helping you out there, kid. Like, <laughs> no, I mean Zandig. Zandig taught me some basic things. Yeah, I mean, I I can't I can't take that credit away from him. I cannot like him all I want, but I can't I can't discredit him for having taught me some things. I can't because <clears throat> like if you tell people you trained at CZW when it started, people are like, oh, you were trained by Zandig. That's so cool. He's yeah, like Zandig the guy who says Jesus and. <laughs> Zandig wasn't know that, by I know. You ever seen him do his ultimate warrior thing? Yeah, the icon. The icon, dude. That's the greatest stuff in the world. That is the well. <laughs> well, uh, well the, here, here's the thing. I think when I was training, I was young, man. I was, uh, and I was a goofball. And mm-hmm. Dahmer and Eddie used to set me up to do to like prank the shit out of John Zandig all the time. So I don't hold it against him that he didn't like me. I get it. Uh, I get it. If I was him, I wouldn't like me either. But they used to always make me uh, put on. He, there was an icon cape, like uh, it was a, some something. I guess John Zandig had in his icon days, and they would make me like put it on and then just go stand and have a conversation with him and talk to him about the mystery flavor of Skittles, like. <laughs> So they, they would put me up to just being like a, a troll. I would just, yeah. they would make me troll John Zandig. The, the punchline. You're just the punch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that should have yeah. just been your gimmick. They're like, kid, you're just going to be called the punchline. Yeah. 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 Your, your gimmicks, kid, you're just going to be the punchline. Yeah. You can go, go piss off John Zandig real quick. <laughs> What, Dude, I, I've never, time, I never formally met that man. Been in the same. He picked me up for a gorilla press slam, mm-hmm. and then squeezed my balls like full on squeezed my <laughs> like balls on purpose or just like uh-huh. yeah. Okay. 
and I was like, who is this wrestling? <laughs> like as I was going to the ground, I was like, how is this wrestling? I was, I was, I was probably 17 years old or so. I was just a kid, man. Yeah. Didn't know any different. Like, oh, I guess this is what it is. Like, yeah. But I mean, it could have been worse. Could have like hit you nuts with barbed wire or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it could have been way worse. Uh, yeah. I have to say that. Um, like, from where I came from before that, I mean, um, I I don't I don't really talk about this publicly too often, but the uh, Larry Sharp from Monster Factory had uh, kind of like done done some very peripheral training, like early elementary training for John Zandig and for these other two guys. And these other two guys had, um, I guess Larry had kicked them out or something. They were, yeah. they, they were a problem. They had uh, drinking and drug problems and uh, they started their own like wrestling gym, wrestling school. Yeah. And it was right around here. It was around my area. So, uh, this was also like 1998, which was like the height of the Attitude Era, mm. and uh, and they had a, an ad in the newspaper. So yes, the, going back to talking about me aging, aging myself, or <laughs> my 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 first wrestling experience was me responding to an ad I saw in the newspaper, um, and and these guys, um, they weren't teaching anybody anything they were just like charging people's parents like and it was kids all my age it was all like teenage mm -hmm. like from i would say like 10 to 17 like mm -hmm. all those ages hey you want to play in a ring kids like right know. exactly it was like yeah, like a Chuck e. kids from 10 to 17 yeah. go go take bumps in this ring and do whatever you saw on tv and and you're you're in a school and you're learning how to wrestle but like they didn't even know how to wrestle. So they weren't, they couldn't teach you how to do it. But <laughs> as they're doing it, they're, they're like, they're like popping pills and smoking weed and getting drunk and like then getting in the ring and hurting kids. Oof. And, and like they used to, the, they had, um, they had a uh, Singapore canes. We used mm -hmm. to call them Singapore canes back in the day, the kendo sticks. Mm -hmm. And like the guy would always have one on them a guy would always have one on him and he would always, he would like tell stories and he would put it between, he would put the kendo stick between his legs and he'd act like it was his dick. And he'd be like, I love you fucking her. And it, like it, it was, he was disgusting. Yeah. And, and then like, if anybody would walk by him, if you're walking by him, you're in swinging range. He's going to hit you with the cane. You're going to get hit with it. Like I have scars from being ripped open. Like he had Ugh. sliced, like those canes slice you. So like I mean well, I'm 14 15 years old and I'm just getting beat cuz this dude feels like doing it. And I'm like uh I I <laughs> like dealing with John Zandig was nothing after that. Yeah. <laughs> and at least I was learning how to wrestle for real. But then yeah. I, the guy uh Dewey Donovan, uh the guy who manages Nick Gage now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dewey Donovan, I met him there and he brought me to, to CZW. And I met I met Rich there, you know, uh Rick Feinberg. Mm -hmm. I met him there and, th and then and then they brought me 
to the CCW school and I started learning the real way. And uh, Dewey said to me, don't tell anyone you have any wrestling experience. Don't act like what you did there was wrestling experience. You're starting from <laughs> scratch. So even though yeah. I had, you know, I had been in, in a ring and been taking bumps and hitting ropes for about two years before that, before I actually started getting trained the right way. I'm like a year, maybe mm -hmm. I just, I just acted like I was fresh and brand new because I was actually learning how to wrestle for the first time. And, and it took me, it took me a while, man. I think I took, I didn't pick up on how to be like, I don't know. Like I was, I, every move took me a while to figure out how to do. Like I was a learning disabled kid, man. I was a sped kid and I, I just, I just needed extra attention. And that's, that's what, Eddie, Eddie would give me, Eddie would really help me out with that. And, uh, he, he still talks about it now. He's like, yeah, yeah. I and mean, you weren't, you weren't dumb. You just needed extra help. <laughs> but I, I was, uh, you know, I, I have pretty bad eyesight. So like, uh, my, I had, to, I had to get contacts that sometimes like contact lenses would fall out cause I wasn't experienced with them. Or sometimes, like, I couldn't get them in and I'd have to wrestle and not really, I can't really see anybody. And I'd feel like <laughs> I was like kind of wrestling blind. Just got the Velma gimmick. Yes, exactly. The Velma from <laughs> like, hey, where's that guy? You know, I just saw him right there a second ago. Like, every match is basically just a blindfold match for you. Like, is he this way? Make noise if he's that way. Like, oh, man. but yeah, basically, you would say like it took you like a year. From like when you started at CZW to when you had your first match on a show probably. in front of people, yeah, probably. And, and, and that's, and, and, that's and, that seems about right because that was what it, like I tell people I'm like you should really train for like a year. I mean, granted, if you're just like great at this stuff, like you just get it, then sure, I right guess up, you could have yeah. one in like five to six months, right? With someone some, who's some a people vet. are real outliers in that. Like I'd yeah. say, like my friend Lou, uh, he was training for like six months before he had his first match in the WWF, and in the 90s like yeah it was a different time well, yeah you even hear about well you even hear about like super old school guys but yeah they just like taught me some punches and stuff and mm -hmm. a hold and and i was in the ring and i'm like they like, even just kayfabe you on the training like <laughs> i guess yeah like it, it's, it's weird it's, weird it's weird tough. industry that we like there's the no like official way for to do it. getting smartened up is a tough one yeah it, it's 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 rough to to know when you're being smartened up and when you're um when you're screwing up <laughs> and yeah. no one's telling you like because i've wrestled a lot of green kids in the last like three years like even the kid i just this, this kid i just uh because when he, when i because when you go to gts like almost anybody can pretty much go there and if you tell grim like hey man i have like almost no experience or no experience just can you teach me as i go he'll put you in like little like he'll let you be a referee you know what I mean? Or, mm -hmm. you know, if you tell him like, Hey, I know how to just take a bump, but I really don't know anything else. You like, say it to be just the one punched guy and you're J bro. Right. Mm -hmm. And there was like, there was, um, and I had it like, and I've, and I got to work with a lot of those kids and I was like, listen, if you just listen to me and just do what I tell you, and this could be very easy. And I dragged a lot of kids who were very green there through decent matches. And Grim's like, wow, I was mm -hmm. really good. That's some of the best stuff that kid's ever done. And I'm like, right. yeah, cause I, I've just gone the Ric Flair route. Of right. being like, of just like bumping for everybody and just being a heel. 
Dude, because like I think it, it's, a, it's a proud badge of honor to be like somebody who can give somebody the best match they've ever had and they're like brand new or yeah. or like teach them how like what being over feels like. Yeah. Like that's it's it's rare. It's rare air to breathe. I don't think many people can do it. Yeah, like I had a like at the library show I just did, uh I gave this kid his first match in front of like a live audience and he'd been going he he um had some kind of MMA training. I don't know if he's like a jujitsu guy or just all kinds of like he goes to a dojo and he still does it. He has like an actual black belt. And like they had me work with him a few times there. And like I went up to the kid and I'm like, so you have like shoot credentials, right? He's like, Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So you know not to actually hit me. Right. <laughs> like, because anytime you hear someone who has like shoot credentials, it's like this is this is a work. Like you don't actually hit the guy. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I got it. And like usually you ended up getting like roundhouse kicked to the head for real. Like I'm sure you've seen that before. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, this and I was the only thing I was at uh, Rebels at Rebels school. His shows that he used to run at the school. Uh and he was like a he was a black belt or something. And he he would definitely he would definitely potato the hell out of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this, he's yeah. a good kid. And like I had a few matches with him. I said, Hey kid, if you get a Ryu costume from Street Fighter, because he had short black hair. And he mm -hmm. had like martial arts skills. And I was like, yo, you be Ryu and I'll do Bane from Batman. We'll just have a quick little match. And we did it and went over pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, and he, you know, he's so thankful. He's like, hey, man, thank you so much. That was great, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, man, just keep it up. Like, just don't actually hit anybody. Because that's the only thing I ever get like scared of. I'm like, oh, he's got black belt. Like, this could be really bad. <laughs> we We are dream facilitators. We are dreamers selling dreams to dreamers. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Like I've had to do that a few times. But. So just, just a few more quick things and then I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. And you know, it's weird for me to say that now because I just saw a thing on, you know, in, in my deep, deep dive, my, my YouTube rabbit hole that there's, they've found human DNA in hot dogs. They've like found the, human DNA in hot dogs. Um, like Oscar Mayer, Hebrew National? I, it didn't say. It didn't say the uh, brand. They didn't want to. <laughs> um, well, a hot dog but, is just a mesh of other crap, right? I'm just just more and more cautious of hot dogs than I used to be. It was like a stem cell I, thing or just. I, you didn't read the, I'm assuming you didn't read the I don't. Article. I don't want to get a taste for human meat. Did you ever see that it episode? Is, it's only sent in Philadelphia. Human meat. Like, I don't want, I don't want neither to get do a I. taste for human meat. Neither, I don't neither want do I. Know that, that gamey tastes like. Are we, are we red I, meat? Are we considered red meat, white meat? What do you think? Are we just other? I, you know, it depends. I guess it would depend on how you'd cook the human meat. Well, I mean, if you're on a bulk, I guess like that's enough protein and calories like <laughs> yeah, it depends on your your calorie intake yeah, and yeah like you know one one <laughs> human being but so I, a part of a part of me wanting to start this show i i i, I definitely wanted it to be uh and, and i've said it on here a bunch of times stop me if you've heard it um when i first started um my my mom my mom came to me telling me about how she had a cd burnt of these voicemails from her best friend and from her mom who had both passed. And she, she wanted these voicemails on like kept on the record. 
Because she was like, you know how like when somebody dies and you kind of forget what their voice sounds like? And I was like, yeah, but I don't want that for me. Like I want yeah. I, I want to make sure I have conversations on the record with people where I, I tell them how I truly feel about them. I tell, I tell them like, so they can always go back and listen to this and know on the record, I told you that, that, that you're special to me and you mean something. And I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, Mike, like for shoot, no matter what happens, I'm always here. You can always go to me as a resource. Don't ever feel like you don't have any friends. You don't have anybody who could listen to you. If you have something going on, please don't ever hesitate to ask me for any, any, um, advice on anything or, uh, any questions or dude, don't feel ever like judged by me. So ask me any judgment-free question and I'll have a judgment-free conversation with you. And I want to yeah, make sure I the record. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. I think, I think it's been, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting journey, man. I've been, I've been pleased to, to know you this long. Yeah. You since basically 2007, eight, cause I was, I guess I was either 16 when you first, like when you told me that thing about like the gear and we worked out a little bit before mm -hmm. in that, like, in that, like, uh, it was like, a old folks home. In uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a, it was like a vet. It was like a vet. Yeah. Built. It was like a VFW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wrestled Tommy force. Remember that oh, old yeah. guy? And oh, I think yeah, you wrestled Canadian guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's like Puerto Rican in real life, like half Puerto Rican, half white. And he's like, actually, he's like, I'm I know Canada. nothing else about the guy. I, <laughs> I, I, I could, I could trip over him and not know who he was. Yeah. Like, uh, unfortunately, my, my yeah. brain doesn't retain everybody's uh, appearance. <laughs> yeah. And I think you worked a kid called kid chaos was his name. Mm. I don't, I think I, think I did that's... something with, with G's on that show. Or maybe it was that one. I remember they did two of them there. They did two. It might have been it might have been chaos, kid chaos, and G's and like a triple threat or something. Maybe. But but I think what the thing was, man. I think I I think anybody anybody is a representation of who trained them, right? So yeah. I I look at like me walking around and me making a name for myself in wrestling as being something that is a representation of the men who trained me. So I'm a representation of John Dahmer and Eddie Valentine everywhere I go from now on. Those are my coaches. They, they taught me, they taught me how to be a man and how to be a professional wrestler. Like that's something that, that I, I'll never, I'll never shed that the same way. I, when I met you, I knew you were a product of Jojo and I always loved him. I always thought he had a good head on his shoulders and I, I knew that he would put the good lessons in on you. So yeah, I it was, I knew you'd be trained the right way. So I, yeah. I you kind of you kind of almost came into it having uh his badge of approval. <laughs> it was him, Tommy Force, and Joey Spades. Those are the three guys who showed up a lot to his little thing. But I, man, I, like, I was I, I was sixteen. Remember, I barely remember Tommy and I barely remember Joey. I know I know I've yeah, done stuff you know, with Joey. <laughs> but I, I remember really liking him. I remember thinking he was a really cool guy, but I don't yeah. remember too much about him at all. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, like that show, I was 16. Mm -hmm. I am 31 now. <laughs> <laughs> what a journey. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, you're like, hey, man, 
what you wear is very important. So get gear. And I'm like, okay, I'll dress up like superheroes and supervillains and comic book characters and <laughs> wrestle in front of a bunch of nerds. Like that, that, that's gear, right? Like, so. well, did you have any, um, any, like, while we're on the record, anything you wanted to ask me, any, uh, anything you want to tell me? Any moments uh, that pop out that you want on the record? Cause this stuff's um, outliving us, bro. That, um, you gotta teach me how to do the the thing. I can't. This is this is over with me, brother. This, I think I that I, I can never a, do it as good as you. That it's, that it's okay. it's okay for you to do it just as well as you do it. No, but I, like you, I remember JoJo's kids walking around his house trying to do that thing you did. Like I remember uh, seeing kids doing. I was like, this could have been a thing on TV. You could. That's what I'm just saying. You could have. That's a that's a TV thing. Dude, you know. I'm, I'm totally happy to have made those impressions. And, yeah. and then it's, it's funny to think about it like because like everything feels so small, like while you're in it. Yeah. But like later on, you're like, oh, those people could grow up to remember that for the rest of their lives. So I, I'm happy to, to have just this yeah, little that's... thing. That I started <laughs> I started doing this at rock concerts. Yeah, I don't I just was like doing that when i was at rock concerts i don't people are like what's I, wrong with him can't he just do this like right <laughs> his fingers are having a seizure yeah the guy the, the singer Mataka's. what's wrong with that one guy in the front row god like <laughs> what i mean just going like that started getting boring and i wanted to like do something with it yeah <laughs> and i i for sure i'm not a mosher i'm it's not a thing i want to ever do uh, just stick to I felt like if and... I wanted if I wanted to get physical with people, I wanted it to be a show. I didn't want right. to do it. I didn't want to do it uh, and have no one see it and it be forgettable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stick to comedy and whatnot. Right. Which is that's that's something that you told me I gotta try that at some point, and eventually I will. I would like to at least give it like one one uh, one he one you know college tries. They say. Well, because I mean I. I am Jewish, so I should immediately be great at it, right? That's that's how that works. <laughs> Jews are the funniest comedians, man. The yeah, some so, of the so no, some of the so no matter what, like, I comedy, be... Yeah, I, I I I I agree. I mean, right. I I uh I I like to I like to be uh I take it as a compliment when like other comics will will be like. Oh, I thought you were Jewish this whole time. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I love it. And they're like, well, just like you're like, you're like over analytical. You analyze everything. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's pretty Jewy of me. Yeah. I don't know. I'll just be the next Don Rickles. I love it. <laughs> um, do, do you have you been listening to any podcasts? Do you listen to any other podcasts at all? Like full full podcast, and I'll listen to like the the clips. You know how everybody has like yeah. the podcast, and they have like the clips, right? That that's like a thing. I guess Joe Rogan started where he had yeah. like the YouTube channel with like the full thing, and uh -huh. then there would be like the clips of it. So right. yeah, I'll listen to a lot of people's like clips. You know, whether it be like all the different, you know, the hundred different wrestling ones. Cause I'm like, well, what's what's what went on in wrestling today? I'm like, what did Eric Bischoff have to say about dynamite? You know, or, Oh, did, you know, Oh, Cornette didn't like something. I'll listen to it. <laughs> you know, dude, I love Cornette. I listen. I, yeah. I never miss, I never miss a, an episode. I listen to every full episode of Jim Cornette, like multiple times. 
yeah, I just don't yeah. want to like stop paying attention to this. Sometimes I'll just like because you know they'll be like kind of deadish moments mm-hmm. where like they'll go into commercials. You know what I mean? And I'm like, all right, let me just get the let me get the meat. I don't need the you know the fluff. But like, yeah, I'll listen to like everybody, even Vince Russo's stuff. Uh, I was I was listening to a lot of um Joey Diaz's podcast like fully yeah like a couple of years ago because I just never yeah. listened to any of it. like he would always show up on like Joe Rogan's thing I was like oh he has his own thing too right so I listened to a lot, like is at one point the 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 church yeah because I I was listening to that a lot and then then COVID came and he stopped doing them well he moved back he, to Jersey and the he moved back to Jersey and he switched yeah. it to. Uncle Joey's joint. That was like that was his new podcast, and I think he just recently switched it back to the church. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's it's a good show. It's it's pretty cool. Did you see Did you see the the clips of uh, Ric Flair on Kill Tony? Oh, what on Kill Tony? It's like was that uh, was that the thing he Tony walked Hint? off on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was he he walked off on it or something? I yeah, saw. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. what was reason? It, just, uh, he was so drunk. He was ridiculously drunk. Oh, uh, I thought they were like ribbing him. Like, I was like, was this like a yeah. roast or something? I'm like, what is this? The, the, the theme of the show is um, they have, they have comics come and they, they, they're only going to, they're going to perform their best 60 seconds of comedy. They're going to mm-hmm. do their best 60 seconds of comedy. And there's a panel of comics who are going to like hear them and critique them. And a lot of times it's going to just be them kind of roasting them because a lot of them are just open micers and they suck. Right. So uh, <laughs> like the, the, the guy, the one guy was, he was like a, like a high school wrestling coach mm-hmm. and they were, they were, they were roasting that guy. And then, and then Ric Flair like got into his, feels about how his son was an amateur wrestler and he was like my son died of a heroin overdose and and then like the piano player and the band started playing the sad music from the incredible hulk and then and he was like i didn't sign up for this i'm out of here and he left (laughs) but before that he was already all drunk and he was like falling asleep the whole time like he was oh no embarrassing (laughs) Uh, the the co-host, uh, our co-host, me and Rick's co-host on Rassel Rock, Mark Mark Kabacher, he uh, is a bartender at that club now, where they where they shoot that the uh, the comedy mothership, Joe Rogan's comedy club, and he was okay. texting like he texted us that like the the second that it came out, and he oh. was telling us about it while it was happening. He was like taking pictures with Ric Flair that day and sending them to us. Nice. So like. I, I kind of had a little bit of the inside scoop on on that. <laughs> he said that there was probably thirty or forty oh, minutes that got cut out of the the video of that podcast that came just out. On immediately YouTube. try to get in contact with Meltzer and sell it to him, sell him the story to some dirty oh, yeah. guy, whatever the you know. <laughs> you know what? I wish some dirt sheets would be paying attention to me. I I would love that. <laughs> well, do something controversial. You know what? I'm going to say something controversial right now. Dirt sheets, pick this up. Make sure you say, make sure you pick this up. Uh, in 2009, I was an extra in WWE. Uh, I did um, uh, Capital Punishment, the the one in 
the one in Washington, D.C. Um, and I did uh, Survi Survivor Series. I did like a couple of brawls and smackdowns and stuff like that. And the whole time I was there, everybody was nice to me. Except for uh, Tyler Rex. And Tyler Rex has recently come out as a transgender person. Um, regardless of your gender, you're a fucking asshole. Uh, run that story. Uh, <laughs> Put that behind a paywall. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the, the... you know they click, you click the link, and then it's like, if you want to read the full thing, you have to, you know. Yeah. yeah. Or you could just be one of those guys who's like. You just re-report other people's stuff. It's like, well, Dave Meltzer reported this, and then, you know. And just... The thing was, is like, um, because I I was on like a I was on a a two I was on like a two or three day ring, right? And and I showed up at the show, and um, one of the other guys who I did extra stuff with like the day before was there talking to um to Tyler Rex, and like I um I like waited for them to like finished talking and i just went up and i shook my hand and i was like hey tukey what's up man i hadn't, hadn't seen him like i saw him yesterday it was cool to see him again and i was like hey man and then i like introduced myself to the other guy tyler rex and then i and then i like walked away and then from across the room it was like a loading bay uh out like in the back of whatever arena we were at tyler rex uh goes hey and i look over and he goes don't quit your day job and he screamed that and embarrassed me in front of everybody. Oof. And, and I was like, you know, I was told that I was going to be watched this whole time. Like, I remember going into it, like the whole like weeks leading up to it. They were like, they were like, oh, they're, you're going to watch every move you make. They're going to watch. Somebody's going to be watching you like a hawk with everything you do. And, and I was like, wouldn't they also be watching that guy? Like, I guess nobody's watching. Cause as soon as he did that, I was just like, I just did like a. Was he, was like, he? Yeah, was he, what, what, you think he was talking to you? Were you like around people? Like, the, the, there's nobody. Uh, nobody was. A, he said, hey, and I looked and then he said, don't quit your day job. Nobody else. Nobody. He didn't say anybody's name. He didn't like he didn't say like specifically, hey, you over there in the with the man bun. He was like, just hey. And then I looked and he said, don't quit your day job. And then. In my head, I was like, "Jokes on you! I don't have a day job. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even drive myself here." <laughs> yeah, Noah drove. Me didn't, here. didn't Noah drive you to one of those? Yeah, like you're. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if you? I, I was definitely. Did... I was definitely, and I, I and I say it constantly. Um, I was. I was for sure unprepared. I was unprepared for, um, any any of the success that I like resent for not getting. I was unprepared for it at the time that I could have gotten it. So yeah, uh, I can't, can I can't resent you, the business. I can't resent anyone. <laughs> I, I have to be accountable to that for sure. Well, let me ask you a question. Did, you were handed pay for doing that, right? So they were paid mm -hmm. for this, right? Right. Was it a cash or a check? It was a check. Okay. And it said Vincent Kennedy McMahon on it, right? Or world wrestling and do, do you I'm remember by really any sure. I, ha I had well, the i have the copy of it still still somewhere okay. well because i because i was told this a lot 
in the beginning, and I tell this to kids mm-hmm. now, and I'm like, if you've never been handed a check that said Vincent Kennedy McMahon on it, who the fuck are you? Right. Yeah. And like you had more than one technically handed to you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I guess you're a fucking like. So I guess when when Corey Castle gives advice or says something, I'm like, well, even if it was just extra work, mm-hmm. like multiple extra works, you weren't just like, you know, Undertaker Druid number five. <laughs> you know yeah i stood in the background of a of a, a batista promo and a cm punk promo and a vicky guerrero promo standing in the or back just, just going security thumbs twiddled <laughs> you didn't get a line no line no no line. <laughs> no damn only <laughs> we've gotten a line cm punk turned <laughs> to me and he said hey don't quit your day job and i was like oh this was that guy rehearsing our scene that you and i were gonna do <laughs> But that dude wasn't on the show either. So, so kick rocks, buddy. Oh, oh, are, are, are we, would it be dead naming a trans person if you name the, the gimmick name that they used? Tyler Rex doesn't still wrestle, right? Like, no, I, he's just, I don't, a, rem- he's I don't just even, a- I don't even remember Tyler Rex when he did wrestle. I can't name you a match he had. I'm not trying to right. be mean, but I'm like, I, I don't remember the guy at all. Like when, what was his? What was what was what was Tyler Rex's moment? Like, did he have like a lot? Like, did he? He was a he was a uh, some was some Raw, part Smackdown? of what the WWECW sort of there? rebrand was supposed to be, and there was nothing special about him. Normally, when there's nothing special about you, you just turn yourself into an ugly chick. I get it. Go ahead, buddy. I'm not. I, I mean. You're an asshole, whether or not you're a boy or a girl. Like, I, I just not to uh, not pick to that up devil, on the dirt sheets. Not to play devil's advocate, but that's probably one of those moments where it was like Tyler Rex did that, and he was like, "Oh, I hope Undertaker's watching or somebody." Like, uh, see, see, <laughs> um, yeah, fuck that guy. I got, <laughs> I, got I, 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 I dressed down a, an extra on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Something like well, that. They yeah. always they always say the etiquette of wrestling. They always say like, be nice to the people on the way up because you're gonna meet them on the way down, and like, you weren't even on your way up, or you weren't on your way down, but now you're just some ugly chick, and <laughs> you're irrelevant. Yeah. So pick that up on the dirt sheets, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe you'll end up. Uh... Doing a celebrity <laughs> boxing fight against Tyler, <laughs> you know, like how there's like a like Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis or whatever. That's because that's the real pro wrestling now is just that, like work shoot boxing fights. Because you know, uh-huh. yeah, uh, w- w- like like uh, like um, Damon. Like we could go work for Damon. Right? Oh, that. Damon. <laughs> yeah, we did Feldman. that together back in the day in Atlantic yeah, City. <laughs> I got to meet um Angelina <laughs> from the Jersey Shore because of him. Oh, she was there. Did you do the one? You didn't do the one in Massachusetts. Okay. No. No. He um he did his celebrity boxing thing, and the main event was this the girl who won Frank the Entertainer. I forget her name. There was some show called Frank the Entertainer, like mm-hmm. And like, like all these girls are like competing to date him or something, and she won. <laughs> it was a VH1 show. Okay, I think her name was like Carrie. I don't know. She was the girl who won. 
and she boxed an actual amateur boxer and the special guest referee was angelina from the jersey shore and like was i it, had never watched what's up did they have like the big cartoon sized boxing gloves yeah yeah because like that's not celebrity boxing that i mean that's like uh well they, like, they had pro wrestling on the card to use wrestling right. insurance to work uh, the whole thing right and um yeah i had never seen anything from jersey shore at this point right mm-hmm. i don't know if you watched the show at all when it was on oh I, i'm obsessed with it oh yeah <laughs> i know so, i know all the characters i'm uh so i'm i watch every episode i dvr it and i watch it all the time is it still on yeah don't they have like spinoff like it's been done but they have like spinoffs it's called jersey else. shore family vacation now okay it's, so it is still I, like, I didn't know that I don't even know how many seasons it's in, but it's okay. been a lo- it's been on for a really long time. <laughs> well, they, they I, I fell in love with it. Did... Do- I fell in love with it during lockdown. I started. Yeah. I binged watched a whole bunch of it during lockdown. They put them in the Wawa pizza ad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh hey, they're older now. I remember yeah. you guys. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah. Like, they, they, rent, they ran. They rented JoJo's ring. They mm. let us, me and JoJo, and a few guys wrestle for the wrestling insurance. And we had never seen Jersey Shore at this point ever. Like I've heard of it, obviously, because it was popular. But when the Angelina girl comes out, the girl got kicked off from season one. Right. Like the level of nuclear heat this woman got when she walked in the room was like so baffling to me and JoJo and everybody. We're like, what did this woman do to make these people like <laughs> make these people so mad? And like, like people are like throwing like tampon pads at her. We had no idea oh, what God. this was a reference to. Oh, shit. <laughs> So when we got, I, I don't know what that's from, a reference to either. I, I, well, so when we got home to JoJo's house, I stayed the night there after it was all done, and we drove back to Jersey. We woke up, and JoJo's like, is and his wife's like making breakfast for everybody, and he's looking through the channels, and he sees like Jersey Shores on MTV, and he's like, we got to see what this is all about, mm-hmm. right? And like, he got super hooked on that show. <laughs> <laughs> like he went back and watched the first season all the way up and just kept. I don't know if he still watches it to this day, but like I was, I was like, oh my I god, hope so. like a, I hope so. Yeah, me and me and him should talk about that. Yeah, he we could he do a whole real we could into. do a whole Jersey Shore uh, special episode. Yeah, of dude, a, of him and his wife got super into that show. I watched it too a little bit because it's like a train wreck you can't look away from. Mm-hmm. People, are like, this is stupid. I'm like, that's the point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like you can't well, believe that these are real people. Uh, Alyssa Alyssa watches it too and she she gets so like wrapped up and and she's like oh my god I can't believe that and like and I'm like this stuff is the same amount of a work as what we do oh like true true and and, and I was she was like oh can you believe he would do that I'm like I can believe it yes (laughs) I mean the the earlier like I think from when it first started that's Mm -hmm. back when they wouldn't like fully work those people because obviously right. when they're doing the confession thing and they're talking to the camera, they're having an interview. Right. right. And they're telling them, like, hey, man, did you hear Corey called you a bitch? And they're like, who the fuck does Corey think he is? Blah, blah, blah. And then all they put on TV is, who the fuck does Corey think he is? And they go back into the house and then you two start arguing. Because they're just getting riled up and going back into this house. Because if you just put a bunch of people in a house, it's not that interesting. You did, have to like, fuck ever, with them. Did I ever tell you the story of um, when I, I was uh... – when I went to Chicago to do Jerry Springer. Yes. And well, then maybe Gabby like, told me it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, they, cause, cause same you and thing, Gabby right? were cousins who were like, yeah, they, they were like, like <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but it was, whatever it was, <laughs> the producers would talk to either uh, all of us, uh, mm -hmm. me, me and Gabby and Liz. Uh, we we presented this story, and they were like, "So then, if what if she says this? What would you say?" Like it was like, that's kind of yeah. I think that's how they probably structure the mm -hmm. the reality element of the show is like like they're in the interview process they're like they're cutting out that the producer saying what yeah. would you say if i were to say that this person said this or did this like and they're just whatever their version of that would be they just turn it up to 11 because personalities sell tv shows yeah <laughs> i mean like there was um i don't know if you ever you'd heard of um fish tank did you hear about that when it was like a year, maybe a year ago, it was like an internet show where no. they put a bunch of people in a house for three months and they couldn't leave or have cell phones no. or anything. They couldn't no. have cell phones, TV, internet, and nothing. Like they have no contact to the outside world and they just made them compete in like challenges and stuff for like three months to win money. No. And they got like a, they were all just like the most awkward kids ever. <laughs> like, like Gen Z kids. Uh, that's, that's funny. No, I, I yeah, and you could didn't. like see all the like you could switch through the different cameras of the house. So like, they had like so what was the what was the the reason for the tampons and the pads then? Oh, I think she just like left the dirty one like in the bathroom <laughs> or something like and that. The, like, they, that was the storyline on the show. Yeah, they were like, "You're disgusting." <laughs> like, <laughs> who do like, you think? With, like, do you think like do you think the promoters like showed up with a uh, like a a bag of bag of tampons or box of tampons uh, no no and it was like, like a small section of the audience no. here you go when she comes <laughs> out you go ahead and throw these at her it was like a small section of women who i guess specifically came there to harass her for that <laughs> but i'm like this is such good heat <laughs> you know you know it, it actually it it's it's such good heat that i think I, I think it needs to be stolen i think we need to we need to pass out we need to pass out T tads and pampons hey man snooki got a wrestlemania match out of that show so oh yeah yeah that, dude so. that's i think it's it's less my goal to 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 be on wrestlemania sure i like i i you know that's that's everybody's dream to do uh to have a wrestlemania match or whatever but i think it's probably more realistic to think that like Somebody who I've affected or somebody who I've helped train along the way makes it to WrestleMania and has me there as their guest. And, and that's, that's important to me, but like, uh, even if it's Snooki, <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, man, I've been, I've been, I've been paying dues and taking bumps for 24 years. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I just laugh about the WrestleMania moments that go to people yeah, I, who have no interest in it. They're, it's just a cash cash grab for them. Yeah, I mean, that as cool as that would be, I'm like, eh, you know, that paycheck would probably be pretty cool. You know? Yeah, I mean, I I, but, I think like, I, I don't have any like super big aspirations for wrestling anymore than to, like you know, can I get like paid to do this at least like. <laughs> you know, can I can I make some money just so you know I can justify like people like oh you do that that silly thing I'm like well it pays bills you know I, I definitely yeah. want to make an impact I want to make 
I want to change. Oh, they have the a show perception. for that. It's called Impact Wrestling. You ever heard of it? <laughs> I want to change like some of the some of the the policies and some of the the way that the business is operated and 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 the optics of it uh, on on at least on like an independent level, mm-hmm. um, because like the way pro wrestling in the mainstream uh, is is perceived is not it's it's embarrassing it's culture culturally it, irrelevant yeah it's it's like because it's too I, fake I, to I, care about i i tell that to people it's like we're culturally irrelevant and that's really hard to fight you're almost impossible to fix do you can't kick because, out of that yeah because like i tell people like, what do you mean culturally irrelevant? i'm like okay i was like you heard of joe rogan in his podcast right they're like oh absolutely i'm like everybody's like yeah yeah i know joe rogan and, and he has a podcast and who he is right and i'm like does that man or does that man not always shit on pro wrestling unless he has a wrestler in the room? Because when he has a wrestler oh. on the show, he's like, oh, yeah, tell me about it. But usually he's like, that stuff's fake and it's offensive and I hate it and blah, 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 blah. Right? Well, I mean, um, I've heard him I've heard him say good and bad things. Mostly like the bad part of what I've heard yeah, him say about it. He'll like, I've literally like, heard him say like it's offensive to me. And like crap on it, like really not just saying like I don't really like it. I like my martial arts. I think that's like he'll just be like it's offensive. I I don't like this. And then you have like this all these people who are such marks for him and listen to everything he says and by all his like you know ayahuasca brain chew whatever dollar shit you know <laughs> buy all the products that he shows and yes whatever you say Mr. Rogan I'll do it blah 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 and then like you know then you ask those all those people like do you like pro wrestling they're like, hell no I don't like that it's stupid and offensive to me. That's what I mean by cultural, like that man's culturally relevant. And he tells people this is offensive. So people are going to be like, correct. He's that, that, that he wouldn't lie to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's right. what I mean by culturally irrelevant. Like that's just one example I can give. Like, right. Cause everybody's heard of him and people hang off his every word. Right. Now, but I mean, like, all of a sudden he, just he gives it, it he gives it its roses when he, when he, when it's like convenient to him. Absolutely. Um, so like, for sure, he hasn't had any modern wrestlers on because modern wrestlers are oh a parody <laughs> to the business. But like yeah. when he has wrestlers on, he has uh, Ric Flair, DDP, Undertaker, like people who Hogan, <laughs> Hogan, yeah, people who who like were in wrestling when it mattered. Yeah, and now wrestling looks like dancing. Like no matter how you no matter how yeah. you put it, it just looks like dancing. Uh, yeah. And that's how fans look at it. It doesn't look like it's a real combat sport, even though it the risks are real, the impact is real. I think that like some of the perception of it needs to be changed, and um, I'm I'm chipping away at that change, uh, little by little. <laughs> yeah, it's, I hate. It's one of those like, well, better men than you have tried. Oh no yeah, offense I to mean, you. It's no, like, uh, for sure, for sure. People yeah. who have had uh, wider reach than me have tried and failed. More money, for sure. more influence, more, more yeah, yeah, more money, more resources. More. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but that doesn't take away the fact that like the fact that like I none of those people are me. You know, yeah. like none of them have what I bring to the table on it. None of them have the the mindset that I have or the the the, the relevant experience that I have 
not just with pro wrestling, but with entertainment in a whole. Like yeah. I, I, um, I, I think we can, you know, make small, small changes are changes regardless mm. if, if everybody sees them or hears them. No, I get what you mean. When you throw pebble into the lake, there's those ever widening circles. And uh, I, I, I want to be a boulder that gets thrown into the lake. That's good. Do you? Um, so part of me saying that whole part about the, the on the record stuff, uh, mm -hmm. I do this segment that I call audio time travel, where I, I say like the people who love you the most, your parents, your, your, your family, your, your girlfriend, your wife, your kids are going to hear this um, 20 years into the future, 20 years into the future. They're going to, they're going to stumble across this audio and they're going to hear you giving kind of a timestamp of what, what this world means right now and what can inspire them to be, you know, to be better versions of themselves, to evolve to something more. And this message is going directly to them that it's coming out of your mouth, going directly time traveling into uh, 2043. What are you saying to them? Oh my God. Um, that's a big, that's a, that's a large order there <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, look at my armpit hair. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying to them. Yeah. Um, save your money. <laughs> save your money. That's the um, first man. That's look, the first anyone. Save your money. Yeah. Look out for each other. Uh, pass that down generation to generation, you know, um, get off your damn phone, get off the computer, you know, don't get off. The, no more screens. You need less screens in your life. That's for sure. You know, even, even though I just said, save your money, you know, money isn't everything at the end of the day. Um, go outside whether there's still an outside to go to <laughs> if that you know if that makes any sense you know touch touch grass as they say literally <laughs> and figuratively touch some grass get some fresh air while get the air grounded. is still sort yeah while the air is still kind of fresh mm -hmm. uh live in reality yeah, live in reality but don't be of it i guess if you get a bit of advice if that makes any sense The way we the way we normally wrap up shows is uh, I would say uh, in in a in a in a hypothetical way I've gifted you this show. This is the first episode of your new podcast, Evolving with Mike Goldstein. Do you say Goldstein? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Goldstein, not Glistein, like my pants used to say. What those old? <laughs> does it ever weird you out when people like say Stein? When like people that that very rarely happens, do, very rarely. When it does happen, do you do a correction? No, no. it's fine. No. Hey, man, I'm not the best with spelling and grammar and pronouncing words either. You know, <laughs> my my teacher in high school, her name was just Miss Stein, 
And I was like, wonder how many people just call her Miss Steen. I don't understand like is why S T E E N E E N or E I N. Yeah, it's it's weird because sometimes it'll be spelled the exact same way, but always pronounced different way, like Feinstein. Like people say mm -hmm. Feinstein sometimes, and I, I, and I, I, I think it's one it. of those just like immigrant coming over the boat, like saying their name in a weird accent, and then yeah, you know the English guys like yeah, Steen, yeah, get off, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In a very since <laughs> I've gifted you this show, evolving with Mike Goldstein, uh, in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type way. You're going you're gonna to get the most important takeaways and wrap it up in a pretty bow to inspire folks uh, to listen to the show next week. So you want me, so what would I do with the show? No, how do you, how do you wrap it up in like the most valuable takeaways okay. in, a, in, a, well, in a Jerry Springer's final thought type way? Okay. Well, since it's my show to, 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 to pre- your answer. Um, I would immediately sell out because that's what Corey Castle would have wanted. I get all the, the lame sponsors, Dollar Shave Club, um, Manscape. Uh, what other ones am I missing? Uh, you're you're saying ones that have to do with with personal grooming, and you're the yeah, hairiest <laughs> in the whole world. Yeah. Well, okay. What's all the other <laughs> podcast podcast uh, sponsors that are uh, AG One, Athletic AG Greens. Yeah, yeah, all those. I, I've sold out completely. I'm so I'm sponsored uh -huh. by all because that's what Corey Castle would have wanted. And um, I do want that. I do. What, that's I do want. He, he would have wanted the show to evolve to become a corporate uh, mm -hmm. sellout, and uh -huh, sure. I would have. And yeah, and I would have sold it to Spotify for more than Joe Rogan did, because uh -huh. that's what Corey Castle would have wanted. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah. And um, in my last take, I would then shill all those sponsors. At rapid fire speed. So I'd like to thank uh, Dollar Shave Club. I'd like to thank uh, Manscape. I'd like to thank um, the, the, all the other ones that you just said, and, uh, uh, and and thank you to them and only them. Traeger Grills, yeah, yeah, all those. Um, e Clean Bro, E Clean Bro. I can see getting sponsored by that one. E Clean um, Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're also fans of the Jersey Shore. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I would just, I would just, I would just shotgun all of those at the end, mm -hmm. like one of those, like, you know how this the end of brought you by Roca watches, <laughs> um, Icon earbuds, um, uh, the Ray Raycon, earbuds. Raycon, Raycon earbuds, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so many sponsors Felix, I can't even remember. Felix mattresses, yeah, that um, um, what's the one with the portrait? You get like portraits painted, like. Oh man, um, I'm trying to think of the ones like Cornette. Paint my life. Yeah, paint, paint my life, and mm -hmm. you know, I'd have like a lawyer like Cornette, the uh, Stephen <laughs> P. New guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, all, all these all these sponsors are are yeah. definitely lining that's the up. Evolution. That's the money. evolution that 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 you wanted. Yeah, um, man. it's just it's just to completely sell out. I want to evolve my profits. <laughs> yeah. And then Corey would have been like, "Yeah, Mike, I'm glad that's that's what we always wanted. It was a just just what we always wanted, Mike. Yeah, that was that was the uh, initial idea. So thanks for thanks for getting me to the pinnacle. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, I cut you a check. I, I I'd be like, here 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 you go, kid. Here's your own. yeah. I mean, I I'd hope or, I'd get residual. Or I'd send you some free stuff in the mail. I don't know. I'd be like, hey, oh, remember? Yeah. Hey, look, I brought back iCo Pro. Here, look. 
<laughs> you like Ico Pro? Like here, I got you some. <laughs> We're like you got a you got a got a care package filled with, filled with those exercise springs. They're just springs that have handles yeah. on them. <laughs> those uh, door frame pull up bars that don't work. Whatever those yeah. are. Yeah, I got one of those in my kitchen. The Iron Gym. Yeah. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Iron Gym. Do you remember there was one that was like, it was a fighter, like a like a famous fighter. It was like Randy Couture or something like that. And it was like a gym that like you set up bands on your door and the commercial okay. was, if you got a you door, a, you got a gym. Yeah. And then you go, let's go, princess. <laughs> Look up clips and spl splice that in to a go. clip to a reel it's got to be a reel nobody will watch it you know yeah yeah other dude if i don't make things into reels no one's paying attention to anything i'm saying yeah that's how we just need pro wrestling to become reels mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> but that's what like that's what i was uh i was pitching to the um to to dcw to like let's let's like just put like one impressive move a day on the YouTube channel, just one move. That's yeah, it. That's all you need. Yeah, like spread it out. Let's make it work for us. Monetize that just shit. Some to pop the algorithm. Mm -hmm. Do you do do you do any good impressions? Do you have what's your best impression? You know, I've been really trying to do this a good Seth Rogen because I look like him when my hair is grown out and my beard with like okay. the glasses. You know what I mean? Like I, I guess and, like, involved oh, in the impression is only a laugh. Is that the only way to? I, I kind of try. I kind of try to do the voice as best as I can because he's he like a really deep kind of gurgle of a voice. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, guy, like, fucking. Wait, so I saw the guy and he fucking shot him. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. Like, did, whatever dude, he said, did you not. see? Did you see the new Ninja Turtles movie? No, no, I haven't. He wrote it. He wrote the new Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, did he? And That's really him random. And, him and John just Cena. Him and John Cena were the voice of Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, nice! Because you're just sitting around as an as a as a producer, like a you know, like God damn, we just need someone to write a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Who can we get to do that? Like, <laughs> who, someone who, get Seth Rogen on the phone right now. <laughs> who in isn't the he, world could possibly he, write the best? He he's got a movie coming out with the uh, GameStop thing that happened. The, oh, the like the 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 stock game, thing or whatever. Work this whatever. Yeah, the, when they like the stock mail that money. Yeah, and he like plays the GameStop guy, I guess. Um, I fucking lost all my money. All my fucking money's gone. I don't, I don't know where it went. I don't, you know. Some, like somebody who's into somebody who's into that should invest a lot of a lot of their time and effort and and dollars into this podcast. <laughs> so, in your best Joe Rogan impression. Uh, the the way we wrap up, yeah. we say, "Be fun, have safe, keep evolving." As Joe Ro or as Seth Rogen, Joe, as Joe Rogan, <laughs> as Joe Rogan, be like, as "I don't respect you. You're insulting me." <laughs> I mean, maybe if I shave my head right now with Dollar Shave Club, which you can get at dollarshaveclub.com <laughs> slash jre slash 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 jre. <laughs> <laughs> So what was the quote again? 
So be fun, have safe, be fun. keep evolving. Yeah. Okay. Be fun, have safe, keep evolving. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, everybody, make sure make sure if this is your first time checking out Evolving with Corey Castle to uh, hit that hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you follow me on all the podcasting, your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, check out the other archived episodes and make sure you hit follow and subscribe so that you get updated every time there's a new episode. Be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving. Show's over.